And it's so beautiful to hear that sound once again and not have to listen to Lucio's bullshit music. Uh, his bullshit team with his bullshit winning ways. Welcome, everybody. This is newest edition of Sticks and Kicks. I am your host, Daniel Rona, here with our everyday crew from our remote locations. First of all, let's say hi out on the road right now, currently being pulled over. Mr. Lucio. Lucio, how are you doing today? Doing good, you know. Uh, I don't think he, he, he's going to actually pull me over. I was uh, going a little fast, but, you know, I think I got by him, and I uh, think he's uh, stayed back. I think I just, you know, left him in the dust. So, got pretty good, pretty good. So Got that right juke motion on him? Yeah, I mean, I pulled the juke move, you know, pulled the Cam Newton on him. Everyone thought he wasn't going to get nothing on him. He goes to the Patriots. I'm, I'm so gonna, I'm gonna let you. I'm, not, I'm gonna let you live with what you said right now. You know, I'm not gonna hey, say you know what? For, hey, for five I'm, seconds. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. For, no, I'm happy for Cam. So live I'm with happy what you that just he, said. He, he, I'm happy that he made it to a, a great organization. And uh, I, yeah, I remember it differently though. I don't know if I, uh, if you guys have already covered this. Uh, no, we I've haven't talked out. about it. Oh, okay, good. All right, so we'll, we'll hold back on that because I've got a little bit of a grill session for yeah, you. Yeah, because, yeah, we, we definitely got still a lot more to talk about because we have not yet finished that conversation. And speaking of hey, which, guys, welcome once again our other member. A lot of you may have forgotten him because we haven't seen him in about three months. Please welcome Mr. Kenny Mitchell. Kenny, how are you doing today? I'm good other than the fact that it sounds like you're talking to me through a pillow because uh, I can't really <laughs> hear you all that much. But, no, it's uh, – What a me the first uh, time. Yeah, right, pillow biter. Uh, I'm kidding. That's a bad joke. Sorry. Wow. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I won't even. I won't even begin to explain that. But <laughs> hopefully, everybody takes it in jest. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm good. Uh, it, I uh, got back from from Colorado. I had a beautiful trip out there with my wife and my son. Uh, it was my cool. birthday. Thank you for the invitation, though. By the way, I, I I got I finally got mine in the mail. I know it yeah. wasn't you, Kenny. No, it wasn't you. Yeah, I do. Nail nails a son of a bitch. But uh, <laughs> another thing, while while you guys grill me, I I have I have a personal complaint. Um, if I remember correctly, Lucio not only got a, a significant shout out on his birthday for kind words that were said, but he also got a pretty cool gift from a player that called him out. And I I uh, said happy birthday and everything, but. I, I maybe mine got lost in the mail. Maybe that email <laughs> never showed up or anything. <laughs> hey, you know what? If I can get in touch with uh, with Clayton Keller, bro, uh, I would I would have done it for you. But you know what? I don't know Clayton Keller's number. Clayton Keller, if you're listening out there, if you don't mind throwing out the shout out to my boy Kenny, you know. Uh, I don't know. I mean, there's not a lot of merit to it now. I feel kind of shafted. So, Shouldn't have to ask so for his own gift. Me, yeah, so basically what you're telling me is that it's, it's not lost in the mail. It's just, you just never fucking did it. Well, to be fair, Danny was the one that did it for me, so I was expecting Danny to do it for you, too. Yeah, Danny, you're awfully quiet. What's up, man? What's the explanation there? <laughs> I think I lost internet that day, so that connection got lost in the cyber web. 
you you are not the one to lose cocks. I know you, <laughs> and you would never lose cocks. And well, like well have- right now, currently, the the Danny Corp studio is fully under construction. Like Lucio will attest to that once he gets here. He's gonna see it's it's a fucking mess in here. I, I like I was able to dig out a microphone, kind of dig out a couple of wires to put this shit together right now. And uh, yeah, it sounds so like I, Lucio's I, got his own janky setup right now. Do you have the windows down, bud? No, I have the air on, but I can definitely turn it down for you. You know, yeah. I'm just, yeah. I'm just driving in Arizona heat. You know, don't want to die of heat exhaustion, but if you can't hear me. I definitely bring it down for you. Don't worry. Oh yeah, no, I'd rather, I'd rather you die of heat exhaustion than oh. be inconvenient. So, uh, how's that, bud? That better? Yeah, yeah, it's better. You know, that is a lot better, actually. I, th- I thought it was gonna. <laughs> Never expected it to be you, Lucio. God damn it! All right, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Uh, but no, yeah, I had a I had a fun trip in Colorado. Um, thought about not coming back, to be honest with you. It's a beautiful state, and uh, yeah, I, uh, it really is, man. I, I would still be a, I would still be an Arizona and LA boy, but I tell you what. If you get a chance to move to a state like that, uh, I would say jump on it. It's beautiful. Yeah, that's a hard task. You know what? I fully understand where you're coming from. Even though I love AZ more than any other state, the week I spent in Chicago had me second guessing. It's like if I had to move to another state, you know what? I would not mind to move to Illinois, settling down in Chicago. Oh, hell no. That's a definitely hard task. Well, he he was... uh, he was confused by all the bullets flying around that he was like, man, like, this is home. <laughs> yeah, this is home, man. I feel like I'm right in the heart of Phoenix. So, yeah, no, I, I, twice. Right. <laughs> I, am be tr- I am trying to get shot at anymore. I'm trying to stay away from the, where the shooting goes. I'm trying to go further away from all that, you know? Right. I, I lived in Phoenix my whole life. Trust me, the last place I'm going to be going to is murder capital of the United States. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> But that being said, uh, I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. I'm glad you had a good time in Colorado. Um, yeah, man. I saw the pictures; they look nice. You know, your son, your son looks great. You know, um, so I mean, your wife obviously beautiful, but you know, everything else, your family, and everything looks amazing. And I'm glad, glad to have you back. You know, yeah, man. On the show it took you long enough, but. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. So, uh, yeah, we're recording on a uh, on a warm, toasty Wednesday night. Not typical of us, but uh, we we're just really excited to talk some sports. I mean, there's been a, a couple milestones in uh, in the NHL that we want to cover, and uh, definitely want to touch on the Phoenix Rising getting back to work here uh, oh, very very soon. Yeah, we're we're really pumped about uh, actually bringing you guys. Sports content. So instead of us telling our bullshit stories and, and talking forever, uh, we figured we'd get into it. Um, Danny, Lucio, you want to say anything before I take over and talk a mile a uh, minute here? Oh, uh, well, before you start talking and, uh, you know, what, what's, the, what's your phrase? It's like, I know I'm going off on a rant here. Where are you going on your rant? My mind um, is going a mile a minute. <laughs> right. Um, no, I just, uh, I know that there's been a few birthdays. The Coyotes just want to wish all of them happy birthday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, maybe maybe I'll do a video for them. them. Yeah, maybe I'll do a video. Maybe. For them. See, maybe that's what, where we messed up. We should have thrown the video. Uh, we'll, we'll do it this time. Don't worry. All right. 
Well, there are there are a few things that uh, I want to I want to get out of the way right now. Just kind of like the I don't I don't want to say like who cast them, uh, but I, I feel like it's worth addressing. Our boy Craig Morgan. Um, yes. Who unfortunately was let go from the Athletic, who is a, a premium uh, premium Coyotes writer, has been with the team for a long time. He got let go by the Athletic, unfortunately, uh, due to the coronavirus. Um, due he the actually uh, sent out a poll. What's that? Like due to cutbacks, right? But, but yeah, due but to like, cutbacks. Kenny, correct me if I'm wrong in saying that sure. he is the ultimate Coyotes insider. I would say I'm the ultimate Coyotes inside. Um, yeah, he, he 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 has a lot of good connections. Uh, you know, I, I've met him a couple times. Danny, you and I have seen him a couple times at the arena. Yeah, uh, just a just a solid guy. Very very down to earth. He's actually from Chicago, Chicago born, uh, but he's an Arizona native now. Uh, I, I, I'd like to say native, but that doesn't really make a lot of sense. He's pretty much an Arizonian now, but been with the team for a long time has gone through a lot of turmoil with the team, different management. Uh, obviously, we all know the story there. Uh, but he was, he was finally finding his own groove. He got on the athletic. I, I, I said a lot of good things about the athletic, and I'm not going to take any of them back. Um, it's an awesome sports content piece because it's, uh, it's uncensored. It's unfiltered. They don't have to worry about pissing anybody off. Um, you know, it's it's one of those paywall sites, right? You have to pay to get in, but yeah, it, it was definitely worth it. Um, I actually, again, I'm not saying anything bad about the athletic, but I actually canceled my subscription to the athletic when the uh, when Craig Morgan got fired. Uh, one because I have a lot of respect for Craig Morgan, and then two uh, because I uh, are are we at a dance party right now? Lucio, goddamn it! Have some goddamn professionalism. Did you turn on your radio? Is it that no. bad? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I didn't. Honestly, I totally forgot. I mean, I left the radio on on the car. So. No, oh, it was okay. not it's on right. in the beginning of the call. You did something. Well, because turn- I was talking. He I loves that song. He loves Jesus. that song. Because I was talking. You couldn't hear it over my voice. My majestic voice. Okay? Yeah. It was beautiful, by the way. Thanks for the dance party. Um it's way, it, it, I felt like uh, like one of those exit stage, like when you start talking too much and they start playing the music. Like, <laughs> right, cut, cut off music. <laughs> right, exactly. Like when you know people start talking about politics at the at the Emmys or the Grammys and shit, they're like, "All right, dude, like, oh, you're enough, done. Man. You're out." <laughs> yeah, exactly. It happens every time. But anyway, um, I actually canceled my subscription. I got a lot of respect for Craig Morgan. Um, it wasn't vindictive at all. I wasn't like, oh, screw you guys. I, I understand the situation. It seemed like an amicable split, but unfortunately a necessary one on their part. Uh, but he actually sent out an email to all his athletic subscribers and um, let a, oh, well, I, I was getting to the point that he put out a poll on Twitter and asking people if they would support him for around the same price if he started his own website. And uh, so he's done that. Yeah, he... Uh, I, the name's skipping me, but I promise I'll get it to uh, to everybody before I, I uh, jump off the show here at the second half. Um, but I subscribe to it; it's five dollars a month. Uh, all uh, you know, all all Coyotes uh, content. It's strictly Coyotes content, which is nice. 
Um, and, you know, he still has the same sources. He's, he can still call up Rick Tockett, call up John Chica, call up Alex Morello, and and uh, get them on the phone or, you know, get an interview in. So I, I highly recommend anybody uh, that is a Coyotes fanatic, uh, check it out. Uh, I'm currently pulling it up right now, but at the risk of stuttering while I do that, I'm going to I'm gonna make sure I do it at a lull here. But that's one, one of the things I wanted to get out. And, and two – completely completely related but unrelated at the same time um you you should definitely download the score app if you haven't already i don't know if you guys have it do you guys oh i have it yeah it is a fantastic app gets you lucy what the fuck are you doing yeah put yourself on mute there pal god Uh, damn it (laughs) my god Right. Uh, uh, but no, yes, I, I have I have that app and uh and you know what? Even as like someone like me that, that consumes a lot of sports content, sometimes it even over delivers. But I like that because it over delivers instead of under delivers. Like if you put notifications for like a single topic, they will give you everything. Oh my god, this motherfucker. What did he just walk in? No, he's banging on my door. Well, hey, the good news is guys. The good news is, uh, I'll take over from here. This, I, I know you guys only want me in the first place. Uh, the good That's news not is, true. <laughs> uh, the good news is, uh, we no longer have to hear Lucio's dance party bumping music. Uh, this is what happens, guys, when we're in a when we're in a pandemic. Uh, we uh, we we have to adapt and overcome. So appreciate anybody staying on uh, up until this moment. But so. Uh, yeah, All the right. score app is really cool. The score app, you know, you can you can download it, uh, and upon downloading, they ask you for uh, certain teams or leagues that you want to be notified by. So um, that's really cool because you don't, like Danny said, it can be a little overwhelming if you have everything turned on. You can turn on specific push notifications. Uh, notifications. So uh, where I was going with that is. Uh, now that I've got Craig Morgan's site, it looks like it's called. I had it up here a second. Bear with me. Uh, my face ID doesn't recognize me for some reason. Oh, it might be because I was wearing a mask. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm not. Um, but it's called AZ Coyotes Insider. So um, we'll try to throw out a link on the Twitter. Uh, and uh, anybody wants to subscribe, it's, it's good. Uh, right now he's got a week free going on, so you can read any of his stories out. He just put one out this morning. It's extremely in depth and really refreshing to read. You got to talk to Rick Tockett and the coaching staff about areas that they saw that they wanted to improve. And it's refreshing because those are all areas that we want them, excuse me, oh, we want them to improve on um, as far as net front, net front presence and, and power play execution and getting Phil Kessel to shoot more and getting Oliver Ekman Larson to use his slap shot from the blue line rather than just throwing a soft wrister to the front of the net that will inevitably get blocked every time. So it seems like they've addressed those and they added a lot of time, uh, a lot of time to reflect on that. And I'm, I'm eager to, to get going here and see, um, and see what product product is on the ice now uh, after they've had this long time, which brings me to my next point. Boys, we have a date now. Yes, sir. What is that All right. like, Kenny? And you know, let's you let's let's now. formally welcome this clown that just tore open my front gate. 
and came in mad that I didn't have any pretzels waiting for him. No, where's my food? Mr. Lucio. Lucio. Hello. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for uh, having me here. Uh, I appreciate it. Um, uh, yeah, we might as well should have should have started the show from right here, you fuck. Well, I mean, <laughs> we, 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 we had some uh, some pressing issues to discuss, you know? Yeah, no, here we go. You are the I mean, pressing issues. Guys, yeah, I mean, well, getting at it, uh, we we we've got we've got hockey. We've got we've got the date. We're ready to All go. All right, so like I, I know I know like a lot of dates have been have been thrown around. It was like, oh, it's gonna be late July. It's gonna be early August. Some people were even saying, no, it's gonna be up until September. Kenny, when do the Coyotes take the ice? August first. Hell, when fucking the- yeah. Yeah, that's uh. That's only a, uh, a few weeks away, guys. So we've got hockey on the schedule a few weeks from now. Uh, the boys are ready to go. Uh, every Everybody's back in the valley. Everybody's practicing uh, the uh, safe way, great. right? Hey, um, that's awesome. I, I'm, I'm super we, uh, excited. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a good time uh, for it all to come out. But uh, the the dates that, we, that we've had tossed around, everybody thought, Okay, you know, uh, training camp's going to begin July July 1st, July 5th, July 10th, everything. Looks like training camp's going to be- begin July 13th. I thought it was July 11th. Uh, uh, according to my notes, it's July 13th, but you might be right. Either way, we're two days off. I- I'm pretty sure I'm right, though, so we'll just go with that. Uh, but July 13th is when uh, training camp begins. Um Obviously, every every person every every person that's that's choosing to play, which I'll get to in my next topic here, uh, is on the ice, participating, uh, ready to go, uh, getting prepared. You know, just in formal skates, but the official training camp. So anybody that's participating in the play-in and playoff series, uh, it, it will will begin their formal uh, formal training camp on July thirteenth. So. Uh, that's extremely exciting, as we all know. Uh, we're we're one step closer to to playoffs uh, or play in, so to speak. So uh, before uh, you continue with your first. rant, yeah, um, sure. I just want to make sure that uh, what what day is it today? The eighth. So yeah, training mm-hmm. camp starts on Friday, uh, July tenth. I'm I just looked it up just because I you knew did. I wasn't wrong. And uh, you said uh, that you're pretty, pretty sure, sure you were right. July 13th. I'm pretty sure, sure it says the NHL and its Players Association announced Wednesday that training camp will begin July 10th for 24 teams that will be participating okay. in the revised playoff right. format. <laughs> Just right. saying. I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll eat crow here. Thanks, Lucia. I appreciate that. I, uh, I, you know, <laughs> hey, I, uh, I, I can uh, I can admit when I'm wrong, so I appreciate that. So, uh, but yeah, no. So it sounds like uh, sounds like the 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 playoffs are gonna. Be, or I'm sorry, the the training camp's gonna begin July 10th. Even though July 13th, I guess was a really talked about date. It would make sense, right? It's on a Monday, but uh, Friday works too. Um, I guess we're gonna we're gonna Apparently, start there. Like, but like, right? every, every, everyone report to work on a Friday. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. boss, I'll see you there. Right. This so, motherfucker. Uh, see hey, that guy well, I mean, Monday, do they want to play or do they want to sit at home? I mean, you've exactly been sitting at That's a good point, Lucio. Jesus Christ. So, yeah, yeah getting to it. Um, All right, well, that, that was the first major question out of the way. Now, Kenny, I'm sure you have this information as well. Where will the games be played? 
Sure, actually, it's a good point. And don't let me forget my uh, about players uh, choosing to participate or not, because that's a very important subject that might affect a lot of teams. Yes, sir. So, um, uh, it's been announced that Edmonton and Toronto are going to be the hub cities. It's it's official. So, uh, oh, Canada. Yeah, right. well, it, it, it kind of makes sense, right? Everybody was talking about Vegas. Well, Vegas had their own spike in COVID. Um, America, let's just be real here. We're not all that responsible when it comes to COVID. And, yeah. <laughs> and in, compar- in, in comparison to Canada, they're, they're, they're killing it. We're killing people. So, uh, oh they, uh, I mean, it's I, I don't want to be brutal, but it's kind of happening. I mean, it, you know. And we live in a state that kind of, kind of we're like, oh shit, we probably shouldn't have opened up everything, but it's all good, you know. It's like, yeah, it's I, I was a, actually surprised that Arizona had thrown his name in the, in the half for that. Like, dude, like, are you serious, man? Like, well, like you I, if you can remember, Arizona quickly pulled out. We're like, ah, no, we don't have our shit together yet. No, but, uh, but that's what surprised me in the beginning. Like, everything is going out. Like, we're, we're like that meme with the dog with the burning house. Like, everything's fine. Yes, yeah, we, we yeah, can exactly. host you. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure somebody. I'm pretty sure someone ate a bat here and restarted it all over again. But no, it's uh, <laughs> it, it, it was it was a it, it's a tough situation, and you know we're we're making light of it, but we're still thoughts and prayers to anybody that's affected by it. I know personally, I was. You know, I we didn't get into it much, but I lost my grandmother, and I couldn't I couldn't see her um, throughout the entire time due to COVID nineteen um, until her her last day alive. So. It sucks. Yeah, I, we make light of it, and, but uh, we, we, we're still thinking about it. But, um, yeah, Vegas was eliminated. It, everybody thought it was going to be Vegas and Vancouver, um, but it turns out to be Edmonton and Toronto. So it is. there are stark differences. Toronto is one of the best cities in the world, uh, in my opinion. I, it, it's one of the most progressive, beautiful, uh, awesome places to be. Uh, Edmonton, um, on the other hand, I'm not trying to talk shit to anybody. Uh, in, you know what? Fuck it. I am trying to talk shit to anybody. You, you know, you guys, you guys have had, you've had so much luck in the last 10 years. And I don't want to even fucking get into the Connor McDavid topic again, but you, you took our boy away from us. <laughs> At least two of our boys, uh, Connor McDavid and Jack Eichel, because you guys wanted another fucking first round or first overall draft pick. Fuckers. And you guys still couldn't uh, do nothing with it. You guys still haven't done shit with it. You I don't know. Hey, this losers. year they look, they look fucking scary this year, man. They've got, Fuck they've got two guys, them. two guys. That I'm telling you what though, as a, re- a realistic hockey fan, they've got two guys that have over a hundred points, Leon Dreisaitl and fucking Connor McDavid. That's like, that's like Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin, man. Those guys, I mean, you See, have but two the different, the centers. Different. You have two how, centers. How long has uh, has the other the first guy you said, how long has he been there? Uh, Connor McDavid? No, not Connor. The other guy. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl was drafted in 2014, I believe. Okay, so overall. he's been with them uh, for about six years. Uh, well, he... The, it's a little bit different than football. Can, we got to remember they have. I, they can have can we answer? What? That, what is is that a yes or no? I just I'm just just I just need some numbers real quick. So he got drafted. Well, and he's been there for six years, around give or take. He's been in the organization for a while. Let me just double check myself here. He was drafted. 
Yeah, third overall in 2014. Not a big deal. I'm fucking, I'm fucking on it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I know his first couple of years he struggled, but Edmonton struggled. The first. They've had like the most Edmonton head coaches has, out of any team. Edmonton has been struggling for years. I know. I'm not know, worried. You know why they, I'm not worried? Now they have now they have Dave Tippett. Who? Come on, let's be real here. He's the only one that kept the coyote, that kept the Coyotes re- relevant during the most trying times. Yeah, uh, but he was also Arizona the, history. he was also the big reason for why we don't didn't win because he played with the he got rid of all our young players. Why hasn't he got rid of Connor McDavid? Why hasn't he got rid of all the young? Because talent? he's learned, man. That's what coaches do. They learn, man. Like he he knows if he wants his job, he's got to learn from his mistakes. Well, Plus, what are you going to do? Guy. Bench Connor McDavid, the best player in the NHL? You're not going to do that, and you're not going to bench Leon Draisaitl, who is also widely considered a top five player. I'm not in the scared. league, especially this year. I mean, he he has the most points out of anybody in Kenny, the league this year. I'm not but, scared because I don't go to church. Okay, I'm not. I'm, I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> we we beat we beat the Oilers this year, guys. We we got to remember that. I, I mean, know we did. And they also they also smacked us pretty good, but they they uh, an eye for an eye. Them. So they're not they're not unbeatable. They got fucking Mike Smith in net and Man, that guy's a Mikko tool. Koskinen. Yeah, cool and a half. Uh, if they have a goaltender, though, they're scary as shit. And, well, on top of they need more defense as well. They've got a decent defensive core, but they need better defense. To, but uh, if they get a goaltender, if they had like a Darcy Kemper or an Auntie Ranta or the tandem, if they, if they had the tandem, I would say easily they're the, they're the cup champs. But um, oh, Thanks right for throwing the Coyotes out of there. Well, no, I, I mean, realistically <laughs> speaking, I'm looking at I'm looking at Boston on the east side, uh, and then I'm looking at Colorado or Colorado or Vegas on the west side. The Coyotes. For, I'm looking at. at well, that. no, of course I would want that, but everybody, I'm saying we're 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 considered a dark horse, right? I mean, if it, if we got to play out the rest of the year, there was less of a chance of us to make the playoffs than there was. That we would, right? But, but so, here's, here's the thing about that, would, Kenny. Here's the thing about mm-hmm. that. And I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I, I it's because I That's love right. the term the dark horse because that right. uh, every year in every tournament, every sport that's ever been played, there is a team that is the actual dark horse. Now, to be the dark horse, you have to be someone that might do it, that might have all the pieces if everything gets together, and that might go off all the way. But you cannot. Be the ones that are confident and talking shit if you're the Dark Horse. And the Coyotes, we've been talking so much shit. We've been talking shit ever since Taylor Hall got here, how we're going to run up on everybody. <laughs> like, we did that. So, well, no. Have we, we don't? I, I, yes, we, did yes, when, we have, when, Kenny. We have. And you I, and me, we're the ones that started it, Kenny. We're the ones that went out there and started I, talking well, shit to everybody. But, but <laughs> what I'm saying is, collectively as an organization, we could be fans, and we are right. We're yeah, definitely. Fans. Yeah, we run a we run a fucking podcast that fucking changes every day of the week. But <laughs> we, we fucking we run a podcast that uh, you know we're super fans, right? It's okay if we get a little bit of a, an erection when we get a, a, an MVP on our team uh, yeah. at the trade deadline. But but have we really talked all that shit? About oh, I have. I definitely Cup, have. Stanley Cup contenders, <laughs> especially how. We shat the bed um, when, when uh, fucking. I mean, Darcy of course, Kemper we had a couple of injuries. Down. Yeah, a couple of injuries. Well, 
multiple injuries, right? We had both our goalies go down again. You know, that's our kind of our backbone. We have one of the strongest goalie tandem, tandems in the league, both top 10 goaltenders in multiple stats. And so if they go down, team morale goes down, team confidence goes down, people are squeezing their sticks a little bit tighter uh, and, and, and hesitating a little bit more. And, you know, we, we fucking, you know, it got in our coaches' heads, too. And so, like, yeah, it, it, we talked shit when we acquired Taylor Hall, of course. We were, we were, we were the uh, first-place team in our division, and we got a superstar. That's what John Scheiker was like, you know what, fuck it. I'm not going to trade anybody off this team. I'm going to acquire a superstar player. Let's fucking go. Like, let's, let's go to not only first in our division, first in the conference, first in the league. That's what we were doing. But injuries hit us again. So, I would say, yeah, we did talk a lot of shit, but I don't know. I mean, I, I, I feel like we humbled ourselves pretty quickly. And I feel like well, okay, there's also a difference between humbling yourself and getting humbled by results. And I feel like that's what happened to us because I know that we I took personally accountability, though. We, we, we took I, I talked a lot of shit. And yes, both our, our keepers went down. And yes, our captain went down right before we ended all, all gameplay. But now everyone's back. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but everyone's back, right? I'm still talking everyone's shit. Everyone's back, and so that's an, that's another thing that I wanted to get into. Um, we went into the – so this all started with the Hub City, so I'm going to wrap that up real quick. Um, Edmonton is going to be the host of the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, there was a lot of pushback from players, according to my inside knowledge. There's a lot of pushback from players. Everybody wanted it to be in Toronto versus Edmonton. Not, not really – wanting to trash the city of Edmonton. I'll trash your fans all, all you want. But uh, Edmonton is nothing in compared to Toronto as far as... Uh, they both suck. You know, nightlife, I, even even though there's not going to be a lot of it, um, it, it's just a nicer city. Um, and it's, you know, better a little bit better weather too. But regardless, Edmonton is hosting the Stanley Cup Finals. So that, that wraps you know, up the hub cities there. What? You know what? That doesn't matter. The weather doesn't matter. None of that matters because they play inside. So fuck the weather. Fuck that shit. They play in a fucking dumbass fucking place right. called Edmonton and fucking Toronto. So fuck that shit. The fact that the Stanley There's Cup no is... Fans. no fans. Yeah. So no. Fuck that. Don't get, in, get in there. Yeah. All you need to care about... They should have played in a college. They should, <laughs> they should have played in somewhere in, in a college in Canada. Well, hey, I don't, I, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I don't know if you guys remember. It's probably like five episodes back. I said if they were to do it, I think both hub cities should be in Canada. I know. I remember you and, saying that. I yeah, remember not I remember, agreeing so, with it, and I thought it was a stupid, yeah, so stupid it, well, notion. it's not stupid, is it? Because the NHL Board of Governors fucking agree with me. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he doesn't want to uh, toot his own horn. But, yeah, exactly. But I also <laughs> said that it should it should go to uh, two non playoff teams um, that's their location. Right. Yeah, that's why I that's think what it's I thought it. would be the fairest because I don't want to play Vegas. If, so we beat Nashville. We're playing Vegas. If Vegas was the hub city, they're like sleeping in their own bed, you know. And exactly. then they can go, and it's like, yeah, it's it's a little bit of a different feel. It is home field advantage or home ice advantage. Okay, okay. Let me let me stop you right there because would they be sleeping in their own bed? Because the whole thing, whole the whole thing of the hub city is to create a bubble, right? Yeah. So yeah, wouldn't know, so. them going home to to their families and whatever their families expose themselves to? Wouldn't that be breaking the bubble? So even if it was yeah. in Vegas, I don't think they would have let Vegas players sleep in their own homes. They would have to stay in a hotel with the rest of the team. In my opinion, right. 
my and I I was a little loose with the lips there. That was more like a figurative speech. They're sleeping in their hometown. You're right, exactly right. They they have they're pretty much quarantined to ho- hotels, and some restaurants are being bought out for the in- entirety of the playoffs, so that they can have somewhat of a nightlife, right. right? And their families are allowed to visit them to a certain extent, but it's very 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 monitored. Uh, these guys are going to have to go through rigorous COVID nineteen tests, which we all know those suck. Uh, so it's not going to be exactly comfortable for any team. So that's why I do agree with the decision that the NHL actually made with the Hub Cities. Is like, you know what? Like we both in Canada, that's smart. Um, both in in colder environments versus Vancouver. So I, I mean, it's it, uh, Vancouver and Vegas, which would have been a little bit warmer. Definitely, Vegas would have been warmer than Vancouver. But uh, I, I agree. They they made it as even as possible. And I still have to give shout out to the NHL. They handled this beautifully. I think that um, everybody's talking about the asterisk next to the Stanley Cup winner, but like as soon as as soon as playoffs or play in start, we're gonna forget all about that. There's gonna be grueling, grueling series, and these guys deserve a Stanley Cup for that. So um, it's gonna be really fun to watch. Um, but yeah, so we've got we've got the Hub Cities set. We've got where the Stanley Cup Finals are gonna be set. I agree with Lucio. Just shut up and play. You want to make money. If you want to compete for a Stanley Cup, then go there exactly. and, oh, yeah. and, and play. I right? mean, I don't like the, I don't like the, the fact only, that that's the only be the it. only weather you have to worry about is the weather of the the inside temperature of the yeah. arena, right? Yeah. And you don't have to worry about where you're going afterwards. Just yeah, show up, if, show up if we have in. ice in Arizona, you don't you don't have to worry about the weather in hockey. Right, right. It's just for me. It's, it, right, it, and you're right. Like in the whole thing, just shut up and play. And, and the thing is, I don't think any anyone's really complaining when it comes to like the playing part. I think the biggest complaint is the fact that they do get to be, you know, in a familiar area and stuff like that. Right. Get to be in their locker rooms, in their lockers, and things like that. Which is it. It, it is kind of like you know, yeah. like having because everyone knows. At least I know in soccer, the 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 opposing team doesn't get like the best lockers in in. And they don't get like oh dope ass lockers. No, they get shitty ass lockers. Like that, yeah, that that happens in every sport. So yeah. so that's that's also an advantage that they do have going into it because they are going to be at home advantage. You know, like because I doubt that they're going to have them go to the the away lockers when it's there when they're playing yeah, technically away. Room, you'll you'll hear from a lot of athletes that they enjoy uh, travel locker rooms and they do uh, more than they do their own because they know they're in an uncomfortable spot. And kind of like we touched on earlier, it's the underdog environment. They're going to go in there and trash the locker room after they win with fucking yeah. beer cans and all that shit. They, <laughs> well, that know, would that's... be better, too, if, if you just you destroy their locker rooms in their actual locker room. Right. You know, and then like... if you think, right, exactly. And you think about it, most of these guys are from Canada. I mean, the stats don't lie. Uh, most of these guys are from Canada. So they're all going to feel comfortable for the most part. Uh, Canada is obviously a great neutral zone. Uh, they're 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 being safer. I, I want to move off the topic there um, from the hub cities. We got the hub cities set. I want to get into the dates, um, but before that, there is an interesting caveat. So the NHL just agreed, and again, applause to the NHL and the NHLPA. Uh, they agreed on a new CBA, um, basically a contract between the NHL, the owners, and the players on how things are going to move on. So it's a six-year contract, right? So we don't have to worry about any of this bullshit uh, for another six years because that's always the scariest year. That's when lockouts happen. 
when the CBA is up and the contract is. So, like, players will say, oh, we worry about contract structure and escrow and, you know, uh, this and that, blah, blah, blah. Basically, escrow is a way for the owners to make sure that their money is protected, even though the players make the money for the owners. And so they're like, well, why is your money protected? Why am I taking a cut so you guys can have money? And owners are like, you wouldn't be here if it worked for me. So it's, it, it can sometimes turn into a bloodbath. But uh, during the crisis, not only did they agree, and part of the CBA agreement was a vote uh, for the, uh, for the uh, return to play, um, which I might have jumped the gun on, but I'll touch that in a second. Uh, basically, we've got, we've got an agreement on the CBA. Now, the last step in this is the players have 48 hours to vote if they want to continue. Now, according to all my sources, there's going to be it's a majority it's a majority vote. So if the majority of players say yes, then we're playing. If the majority of the players say no, then it's it's it, we go back to the drawing board. So it's it's, it's, so sources, it's a, a fifty one, right? Like you don't need a seventy percent mm-hmm. of all the players. Like just as long as right. you got one more than the other side. Yep, exactly. All right. So according to all my sources, um, it's going to be a pretty overwhelming. It's not going to be unanimous. But it's going to be a pretty overwhelming vote to play to get this over with, et cetera. So, um, but that that should be announced by. Uh, I mean, by the time this podcast is open, we should have news that day, right. uh, if not the next. So, uh, the interesting part about this, though, players are allowed to opt out, no discipline, nothing. So let's just let's play out a scenario here. Let's say wh- who would you guys consider our best player is right now? Taylor Hall? Would you say that? Negative. You know what? If we're talking about best player, sure. If you're talking about most important player, negative. Darcy Kemper? No. Well, okay. God damn it! It's hard. Because no, because he's he's. I, I don't want to say replaceable, but there's someone like on the on the other end of it. So I don't think. Like, I, I mean, he he's he's the he's the highest point getter on the team. I know it doesn't yeah, show so, that on NHL.com, right. but he has the most points. For the for the for the sake players. for the sake of the example, let's say Taylor Hall. Taylor Hall is the most. Right. Important. Yeah, go ahead. Darling. I don't want to go down a wormhole, but we should revisit <laughs> that. Um, let's just say Taylor Hall says, "You know what? For my own safety, I'm done. I'm done for the year. Okay, you guys can go play." So, no punishment from the league, no punishment from the Coyotes, but Coyotes play out play the play in rounds without. Taylor Hall, one of their best players. Now, I'm going to put this issue to bed real quick. Taylor Hall is on the ice, and he's very eager to go. Right. He wants to win a cup. He's, you heard it here first. For the con- <laughs> yeah, he's, he's ready to go. Uh, conversation's sake, um, if he were to say no, then, of course, again, there's no punishment, but he is not awarded any revenue from the playoffs because the players, when they go to the playoffs, there's bonuses per round. There's obviously the salary, they get their paychecks, et cetera. So if you choose to end your uh, year here, you get no more paychecks until the next season starts, until until the next paychecks right. are cut. So and that's one fair. thing I found one thing I found interesting, um, and I agree with, but there's some people that don't agree with it. Even if you opt out from the Stanley Cup playoffs and your team wins the Stanley Cup, you still get your name on the cup as long as you played. As long as you played 
a certain amount of games because that, that's what happens. There are teams where there's been players in the past that played like six games with their team, but they, they lit it up, right? It was like a, a rookie situation where they get a 10-game trial. They lit it up, but they're like, hey, you know, you, you did well, you won us some games, but we're sending you back to juniors. And their teams win the Stanley Cup. They don't get their names on the Cup, even though they were part of win, which is, you know, it's a little controversial, but you have to, I think the threshold is, I think the threshold is 25 games or 25% of games. I could be wrong, um, but you have to at least play that. Um, and, and, and you see that throughout a lot of sports, Kenny, because uh, the same thing yeah. is going on right now with Liverpool because there's a lot of Liverpool players that have played less than the games. I think they played like five or six games, and their coach comes out with saying that they deserve a medal even though the rules say that, well, they really don't deserve a medal because they didn't contribute enough, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it's an interesting topic because you're like, man, if they opted out from the Stanley Cup final or uh, – Stanley Cup playoff play-ins. I'm going to say it right here. I'm not going to say play-ins anymore, even though I made it a big difference because it's too fucking annoying to keep saying playoffs and play-ins. So it's just going to call it the playoff. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, th- back to, back to my points gonna... is the beginning. If there are teams eliminated already, this is the playoffs. Your team made it past right. the first elimination round. This is the playoffs. <laughs> Fuck what right. everyone says. And I, I, I was the asshole that was like, you know, technically, you know, but it, it's true. I mean, it's, we're in the postseason. We'll just call it that. So if you opt out from the postseason, you still get your name on the Stanley Cup if your team wins. If you played the certain amount, uh, the the necessary games right. to to be there, um, which I'd have to double check. It'd be interesting to see if we were to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, it'd be interesting to see if Barrett Hayton's name would be on All the right. Stanley Cup. I do have a question um, though, because we are talking sure. about like the plans and stuff like that. I don't know if you guys discussed. We literally just went over this. It's the playoffs. God damn it. The playoffs. Um, So my other, my question is that there was a lot of talk about the Coyotes potentially bombing to get a better draft pick. What are your thoughts on that? So I'm glad you said that because that was going to be my next topic. So great transition. No fucking way. There's No. no fucking way that anybody on any team that is playing right now is going to purposely tank or fall or or sit people out to get a first round draft pick. So or a first overall the, the first pick, overall right? because because right. we we know that it's one of those teams. It is one of the eight losing teams. Everyone else yeah. who's out, they're 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 disqualified. They're not getting the number one. Which is so fucking scary, right? Because you look at the teams that are in there. Edmonton can lose the play-in round and get, and get the number one fucking overall. pick again. Yep, could get the I, number one that is, overall pick. That is so crazy to me. But but yes, like we know it's penguins, one of the teams that are still going to play. I know Crosby with the another. Penguins can still get. So it'll I, be another. Of course, I don't want a shot at the first overall pick. Alex no, Lafreniere, no. Let's go all in. I. Yeah, Alex Alex Lafreniere, he is one of the the best studs coming out of the QMJHL. Uh, fucking mouthful. I always mess it up, but I got that. Nailed it. Uh, uh, <laughs> Not a big one deal. Of the, <laughs> one of the best. One of the best. Yeah, shout out Paul Biznasty. Uh, yeah, one of the best prospects coming out of junior uh, in a long time. Well, I, we say that a lot, but he, he's, a, he's a bona fide star. So... If we were to lose against Nashville, 
I'm still, I hate to say this, I'm still going to be a little bit excited because we got a one in eight chance. No percentages. Every team has the same percentage to win the well, I mean, first what is overall that like? pick. That's like a 13%, I think 20, right? I, they, I think, no, it's something, I forget what it was, but they, it's in the 20s, which I found it's odd. It's not in the 20s. Like, it's 12.5. No, it is not in the 20s. Oh, you know what? I'm, I'm so sorry. It is, it is 12.5. Yeah, there you I, go. I yeah. yeah that three times and you guys still check to see. You know, you know, hey, he's right. He's shut right. up. I said right. 13. Initial, remember when I talked about if the season was canceled, then there was been a percentage, and that's where I'm getting the oh, point. Okay. So I'm there wrong again. Lucio. Lucio's so on you're on a roll. Look at this hey. guy. Yeah. yeah, when yeah. I have my moments, yeah. I have my moments. You know what I mean? Right, right. Uh, it must have been the high altitude, guys. You I'm deserve going, an applause. Dropping, dropping, dropping back down here. Guys. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's what I think of you when you're two right answers. Anytime, anytime that Lucio has a segment, that's the song. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is my segment. You know what? I'm gonna roll with it just because. All right. It's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It fits you, buddy. All right. Um, so, so, but, so, bottom line, Kenny, zero chance for to to tank. No, yeah, zero, zero chance. chance. So, what? So, think it. Think about it this way, guys. Think about it this way. You are Derek Stepan or Alex Goligaski, right? Let's no. Let's remove Alex Goligaski. He's won a Stanley Cup. You're Derek Stepan. Your future with the Coyotes does not look bright. You you were acquired as a number one center. You came in, had a decent year your first year. Ever since then, it's been a lot of meh. You know, uh, you have a very expensive contract. Coyotes are trying to sign their their number one prize acquisition, Taylor Hall. Chances are, if if your team is doing that, they're going to ship you out. You've been an underperformer. They might they might even pay some of your salary for someone else to take on your salary cap hit. Are you going to give a fuck if a team that you may not even be a part of gets an, a first overall draft pick versus your maybe one and only chance. I don't want to say one and only, but maybe one of your best chances to win a Stanley Cup. Hell no, I wouldn't. Are, are you going to mail it in? It's yeah. like your job saying, it's like your job saying, hey, you know what? You might not be around next quarter. Um, but can you, can you straighten out the desk for the next person to come in? <laughs> exactly. You may, you, you still have a chance to make a money, make money here, but we would prefer if you didn't, we would prefer if you underperformed. So we have more of a justification for firing. You You know what it is. Would you this be like, is, would you this be like, what this would is. You be like, this is what this right, is. Sure. It's him. It, it's Derek Stepan basically. They're all like, hey, you're underperforming. Uh, we might get rid of you for the end of the year. Um, I mean, you can come to the company party and potentially get your bonus or not. You know? Yeah, that works you know? too. Because if you, go, too. if you go to the company party, you get the bonus. If you don't, you probably don't get it. So, I mean, yeah. it's one yeah, of those things. And that works too. And before I continue, I am not saying Derek Stepan is done. I, I love Derek Stepan. He's one of the most likable guys off the ice. I really hope that he does pick up his shit, you know, because, it, I mean, if we can't sign Taylor Hall. There's like, hey, there's like a like, chance. Can right, you not I'd stutter? Like to keep Derek Stepan around, you know what I mean? Like, what's that? You no, stuttering. you're good. Keep going. I'd like to keep him around. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> you were good for a bit. <laughs> can you not hear me? 
Now we now can. we can. Well, it's because you're like talking like like you do as if you if you would like that. That's how we're All talking. right. No, yeah, I, do I, it again because that was so ac- that was so accurate. Do it again. <laughs> <laughs> you were talking like it, it was like, like going. In all in all fairness, dude, like we had to listen to your fucking gong show for the first ten minutes. I'm surprised wow. that anybody if anybody's still listening, I'm surprised that they are. Okay. No, uh, I love it. Uh, no, but I, I I do not want to talk shit on Derek Stepan. I still think he's an awesome guy. I would you know, if, if we can't sign Taylor Hall, I'd like for him to find his game, play up to his contract because He's a good guy, likable person, but uh, using him for the scenario, unfortunately, I should have just said player A, but uh, I'm using Derek Stepan. So if you're listening, buddy, I'm sorry. We're wishing nothing for the but the best for you. We want you to win a Stanley Cup. Let's 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 move on. But and if you're listening, uh, share the podcast. Yeah, right after this, he's like these guys basically <laughs> fired these me. guys. <laughs> yeah, he's like Condemned these guys right, fired me. All right, Kenny, but, we're we're yeah, we're, so, we're coming up on like ten minutes to go, and I do have one more question to, for you, but I do want to remind you that you wanted to bring up players opting out before we go. I I, I thought I, I already did. Did you? Because so, yeah, I talked about the you play, barely they, touched on the subject. Out, if they opt out, they don't get they don't get paid. That that's that's the whole thing. That that is not all that you had. I was expecting I a mean, full analysis that's, that's from pretty, you. That's pretty significant. It's not only that, but like, think about think about the. So I I use Taylor Hall as an example. Think about how pissed you'd be, and this could still come out. Uh, I guess I had one other part to touch on, but we're gonna find out in the next. Uh, actually, we're supposed to find out uh, probably by tomorrow because uh, they have till Thursday to, to submit the list. So either Thursday or Friday. Uh, of the of the players that have opted out, like the like, I don't want to bring in the Dodgers, but I'm going to. Uh, one of our pitchers, an All Star pitcher, opted out for the season. He's just like, hey, fuck it, and so that that pissed off a lot of Dodgers fans. But at the same time, you can't blame the player because he's watching out for his safety. But at the same time, you're like, shit, dude, like what the fuck? Like we just lost a a, a key a key player in in the playoff or in in the season for them, but in the playoffs for us, right? So. It, it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. Um, we're going to see, we're going to see, we for a fact. I know this for a fact. We're going to see at least a few players opt out. Um, and there's also some people, and I'm going to bring up a familiar name to Coyotes fans. There's also going to be some people that may have no choice but to sit, and it's because they're higher risk. And I hate to say this, but Max Domi is a type. I think he's type two or type, type one. one. No, I think he's type one diabetic. He's high risk for coronavirus. So the Montreal Canadiens are one of the teams in the playoff series right now. And all of a sudden, Max Domi, one of their, arguably their top center, may have to sit out. Yeah. And not because he wanted to. Safety concerns. He may have to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's a, it's an interesting topic. Um, you know what I realized uh, is that it's it's kind of fucked up the way we speculate from here. Like it's it's just like, well, you know, fuck yeah, we have an advantage over the Montreal Canadiens. You know, even if they, you know, even if they make it, but it's like at the same time, it's like you got to think about players' standpoints here. 
we're so eager for hockey to be back. And some of these guys are just like, I'm not risking my family's life. And some of these guys are like, I just, please, please let me play. I want to help my team. And it may not be up to them. So we're talking a lot of shit, but it, it does, it does suck for some of these players that, um, that are one worried about their themselves and their family's lives. And two, you know, uh, that have no choice. And Capo Caco for one of the best names in fucking hockey, by the way. <laughs> uh, Capo Caco. You know, I'm go Capo Caco, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but it, he, he plays for the uh, New York Rangers, and he, he's also a diabetic. He might have to sit out as well. So, all in all, it's going to be interesting. August 1, that's when we start playing. Uh, we're going to have a lot more details um, between then or between then and now. Um, I can tell you this, guys. Like uh, either way, I am excited. Uh, I I definitely don't want to be in the conversation for one of the eight teams that is vying for the uh, um, yeah. for the first overall pick. I think we all agree on that. One, yeah, one. I want my team to uh, compete for a Stanley Cup, um, and I think that we have the team to do it. Honestly, I really do. One of uh, one thing. I know we're running out of time here, but I I wanted to touch on something so don't let me forget Phil Kessel but oh, yeah, I, uh, I want to talk about him too yeah I do too um, me first I, I don't want to be in a conversation for the first overall pick again because I've been so let down before uh, multiple times in fact on potentially winning the first overall uh, pick and I just cannot stand the idea of Edmonton, Chicago, Pittsburgh etc winning this winning the first overall pick when we were in the running for it. So I just want to eliminate that stress from my life. I, was, I just want to get in the playoffs uh, and, and win the Stanley Cup. But, you know, Amen, let's hope for a deep run Amen. there. And, uh, and, and fucking, we've got a healthy team. And my last topic here, transitioning to healthy team, everybody's healthy. Everybody's ready to go. I, I don't have any inside knowledge on any Tigers player willingly opting out. Uh, there have been some names that I have not seen on the ice yet. Nobody of real, real notice. So I'm not going to mention any names because I don't want to be like, "Hey, this person's not on the ice. They're they're not going to be there." Um, it's just we haven't seen them uh, on paper yet. Um, but that, you know, Albrecht and Larson just got into town not too long ago. So um, if we're going to speculate, we could have speculated Albrecht and Larson wasn't going to play. But no, that's. So I won't name any names here, but um, if you if you think about it here, um, we've we've potentially got a decent advantage because we have a full full team. I don't want to say decent advantage because advantage is a strong word, but we have the team that John Chica drew up, the team that he wanted. These these guys all are rested and healthy. Let's Phil Kessel was just on a. All right, hey, media hey, call. I said me first. <laughs> me first. Can, all I, right? can, I, can I say my topic and then you can, you can jump in? I, I won't get my thoughts, but I just want to say. You what can if happened. you get your mic in order. All right. Is it still fucking up? There you go. It, it cuts in and out. I think you just need to get a stable. All right. So I, I apologize to anybody that's been felt feel like they are, are being killed with a dull butter knife here, but. We're getting through the first half of the show, and I promise you won't steal me after this. But, um, Lucio, I'm going to say my topic. You you go in. I'll, 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 uh, in other I'll, words, uh, fuck you, Lucio. 
That's pretty I know, much, basically. That's pretty much well, what he's no, saying. I, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna give you a basis. I'm just gonna give you a basis, and then you can give me a thought. All Bill right. Kessel, Bill Kessel was just on a conference call, and he said that this has been the toughest year for him. He's a pretty transparent guy, so he's not making excuses for himself. He said he's had multiple injuries. It's the toughest year for him. He had to adapt to a new team in general. He's mostly played on the East Coast his entire career. Um, He's, you know, he's not only had to get used to playing the Western Conference teams more often, but he's also had nagging injuries the entire year. But I, I, I got chills when he said it. And Lucy, I don't know if you saw the same interview. I did. He's like, I'm, no, you're gonna take my I, topic I, point. Well, I'm giving you the basis, then you can go. <laughs> um, he he's like, I'm ready to go. I feel good. My body feels good. And I'm ready to compete. So, uh, yeah, that's exactly what I wanted to talk about too. Um, so for me, I, I I feel like a lot of the beginning part of him being like, I'm hurt. East Coast, West Coast. Uh, I think that's just those are just excuses. You got a lot of wind coming in from you, Kenny. Um, the reason why I say that, and I'm not trying to bag on the guy, is that because when I did defend Phil Castle, and I was there for Phil Castle, you were there a lot, you know, and I was, you know, sitting there riding the Phil Castle, you know, sausage hot dog machine, you know, just like an orange hot dog. My my thing was, if he was injured, he should have done it earlier. He didn't look. He didn't go out when he was injured. He he kept playing. And on top of uh, on top of that, I don't find the excuse of like oh getting used to East Coast West Coast teams. For me, in all I, fairness, I don't want to cut you off. He didn't say it in the interview, so if people are confused and they go back and watch the interview. He said it. Uh, he said it briefly, and then I'm, I'm speculating the rest. But yeah, he didn't say it in the interview. But go ahead, Lucio. But like, if, if that were to be like something that he's like, oh, getting you know used to the East Coast or the West Coast that played East Coast most of my life, my, most of my career. I think it's it, it, it's it's not it doesn't matter because we've seen other players go to other teams and triumph. Like I and mean, we can even go exactly with like Max Domi, for example, that you said he went from a West Coast team, the Coyotes, and then he went to Montreal and he succeeded. He did really well, you know. And and so like for me, the trend, especially someone of his caliber, shouldn't have had such a hard time adjusting. And getting used to playing at the highest level because he's already been there. So my big my big right. thing was is that sure I get that he was injured, but he shouldn't have Iron Man it. He should have he should have uh, he should have taken the. Well, L. We talked about this though. We did we talked about this. We did. It might who, not have been him. It might, not, it might who, not have been yeah, him. Yeah, whose fault is it? Right. It, it might not have been him, but at the yeah, same I, time, I put that on talk. But at the same time, it's also something that if you're injured as a player. It's also your responsibility to be like, hey, coach, I just don't feel comfortable playing. No player in their right mind will ever do that. And I'm not just talking about someone with Bill Cutts' pride and, and resume, but no player is ever going to go to their coach and be like, hey, coach, I don't feel good today. I want to sit out uh, unless they know something seriously is wrong. Well, no, okay, okay, uh, no, no. All right, you know what? Kenny- I will hang on, Lucio. I, I'm going I'm to cut you off right here because, yes, Kenny, I, I 100% agree with you. That no player is ever going to do that, but no, no coach, no coach that sees you, that knows your career, that knows how you play, and that has seen you perform. It's like you know what this guy is not one hundred percent. Like him that sees them every single day, he should know better 
than to wait for his player to because even he he was a player before he was a coach so he knows that Phil Kessel's never gonna come to him and say hey coach I don't think I can go I don't I don't feel a hundred percent right so so he yep, should know and he needs to have the big boy pants enough to say you know what, Phil you got to sit but out a couple that's weeks that's what I mean like maybe it was it wouldn't be so much like telling him hey I don't want to play but it should be to the point where it's like hey I, I feel like I have something going on here okay get checked by the doc and just have that the coach have that in his mind. That there's something wrong with Phil Kessel. There's something wrong with Phil. Whether it be big or small, the the trainers would let me know. And when they get back, the trainers let him know, and then he makes an educated decision, which should have been for Phil Kessel to not have started. And that's just my opinion. Yep. Like I said, we don't I, know how well, we don't we, know how that whole dice was rolled. We don't know how that those cards were played. For all we know, but we can guess, right? Yeah. I mean, we can guess. Like I I get what you're saying. Like I get that mm-hmm. Phil Kessel might have pleaded for his position. But any player in their right yeah. mind is going to do that. They, they, it's their job to show up. Absolutely. And if they feel like they can go out and skate and shoot, I actually commend Phil for being like, hey, man, like I want to go out and help my team win. Like It obviously wasn't a stat padding year for him. How much did you really but, commend him when you were over here at the same time? Not me, per se, at the beginning, but towards the end. We're, we're all kind of condemning him for, not being, for being a slacker, for not... For not putting up well, the points, that but, that, but that was that wasn't for performance. That he's saying right now because he fought through the injury. But that's that, right. that's what he's saying. But but here's the thing that that's me clarifying for Kenny. But I don't agree with that because he needs to just think bigger picture. And and that's what I'm saying. Like it, it's one of those things that sure, like you know you commend and I and I commend him for for wanting to push through the injury. The fact is though. That because he pushed through that injury and he did that, he could have potentially hurt himself worse and been out right. for the rest of the season. A, a, a plus, a, you know, a, a, an eighteen A plus player, like a high grade yeah. player, and and be yeah. out for a season that could have potentially, like, say for example, this whole thing happened. He has still he had gotten injured like in January. So he got injured in January. He'd still be barely injured or he went out for the whole season he might not be coming back right now he might still be recovering barely because you know everything and then he's going to come to the playoffs and things he can box like no I'm, I'm sorry he's like i feel like you should just sit out for the rest of the season we we obviously had to do this without you for the last few months but my thing is not, my thing is i just feel well, like well then i'm gonna disagree with you that too because he's been rehabbing and yes you got there without him i'm not saying throw him in as a starter right away but put him in the rotation well, yeah, because you, have you, to put you, him in the you know, you know like, his caliber of play. You, you like, know what he's bringing. So, so, I if you if you don't mind, I I actually agree with both of you to an extent, and I'm, I'm you guys like seriously, honestly, I'm not even saying this uh, to patronize you guys. You guys, you're, you guys really put up good points in hockey. You guys are extremely knowledgeable about <laughs> this for for being. Thank you. I'm about to cut this motherfucker off. <laughs> <laughs> somewhat new fans. No, somewhat new fans. You guys are extremely knowledgeable about this. I'm, I'm actually giving you guys props because uh, you you know how hockey players work, right? Uh, hockey players, like in in one sense, they they're like, dude, I'm fucking ready to go, coach. I I I'm I'm banged up a little bit, but that's any player in the Stanley yeah. Cup playoffs. They're like, I'm banged up, bro, but I'm I'm here. I'm yeah. here for you. I I know you want me. I'm here. I may not be my whole self, but I'm going to give you everything I fucking got. Sure. And that's what Phil was probably thinking. But at the same time, we see that and we're like, hey, man, that's a little bit selfish. Yeah. Like you yeah. could you, you could hurt yourself even further. And then we get no Phil Kessel. Yeah. 
Yep. Instead and, of a subpar Phil Kessel. And right and now, then I'm going to And I'm going to play the devil's advocate for Rick Tockett here, and I don't really do that often because I'm harder on the coaches than I am ever on any player. And I still like Rick Tockett. But I'm going to play the – because I, I was not a fan of him playing Phil Kessel when he was banged up, especially early on in the season. Sit him out. Let's get prime Phil Kessel back. Yeah. But my – I'm going to play devil's advocate for Phil Tockett here, or Phil Tockett, uh, Rick Tockett here. And say, Pretty much the same thing. <laughs> right, exactly. They're best friends. Um, so if you're Rick Tockett, you're like, do I want do I want 80% or let's say 75% Phil Kessel or do I want to call up a minor leaguer that has zero experience or very little to fill in his role? What's going to hurt me worse? What's my biggest Achilles heel? 75% Phil or or 0% AHLer? You mean 100% uh, or, AHLer? Or, or get, get, yeah, or, yeah, 0% NHLer, 100% AHLer is what I was saying. Um, so I apologize. Thank but I mean, like, you, the, the 75% uh, being, like, the, the quality or 75% being... Like, the, 75% of what Phil could be. So if he's okay. saying, like... I can have seventy-five percent Phil Kessel, no, I or I, I can you. have, or I can have an, uh, a green AHLer come in, mess up my entire line, uh, have to build new chemistry with his line mates. Uh, I have to scramble up my whole team, or can be the next Connor Garland. He, exactly, that's what right, Connor well, Garland came in to be. All right, here, here, here's the thing for that, Kenny, and and I, I know we're over time right here, but it's okay. This whole thing is we're, we're gonna charge the overture. Here, the overture to uh, the Fuerte Network. Thank you to the Fuerte Network for making all this possible. Yeah, and you guys got me back, so what's up? <laughs> <laughs> we got a discount for that, so. Uh, but, no, he, here's what I, I was going <laughs> for. What the fuck was the point I was going to make? God damn it. <laughs> oh, okay. So, no, yeah, yeah. The, the, yes, yeah, Phil Kessel. Yeah, the 75% of that or 100% of an AHLer. In a lot of ways, the hockey season is kind of similar to a baseball season in that it's a marathon, it's not a race. Exactly. So then not like why the NFL. not so then why not throw in a week of an AHLer? Let's see what this kid's got. Because and that's because one that's Bill one week. Injuries. But that's one week that he could have healed up. Like even if it was even a little bit, you get to see this prospect. Let's see what this kid's got. And you give this guy a week of rest so we can come back even a little bit better. Maybe he doesn't come back 100. Maybe he comes back 80% instead of 70. It's like e- I, either way, would, like you, you, you have a few games to throw around in there. And uh, and this, I know at this point right now we're in a sprint. And this baseball season coming, I wish we had a, enough time to talk about baseball season coming up because it's very interesting how this is going to play off. But it's going to be a sprint. It's not going to be a marathon like usual. And I would like to see how that is all going to play out. But during the season, he had the opportunity to sit him for a week or two. And let's see what these kids down here can do. Maybe find a diamond in the rough. Maybe find a kid that goes in there fucking bullshits three goals in two games. And like, <laughs> let, all right, you know what? Let's ride out this motherfucker's luck. Like, it may yep. not even be – let's just write out his luck. And maybe his luck runs out after four weeks. And, hey, here you go. After four weeks. Phil Kessel's 95%. Let's throw him back out there. And as a fan's perspective, I totally respect what you're saying. I do because I'm a fan. But I also 
consider myself uh, an advocate for the NHL, right? Because uh, you know, uh, of my uh, of my knowledge, inside knowledge, whatever. I'm not tooting my own horn. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is, I gotta find a fucking sound if, effect if for were, his if, tooting his own horn. <laughs> right. It, it should be a choo-choo train because I'm fucking I, I'm fucking beat. <laughs> That sounds like one of those old like. That's the closest I got. Cars, right. Yeah, well, that works. But, but if you think about it, you the Coyotes. I would agree with you on a year that we're like, hey man, we're middle of the pack. You know what? What's the worst that we can have? Like middle of the pack right now. Like we we want to fight, but our chances aren't looking super good right now. Um, you know, let's 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 rest Phil. See if we can get him get them from 75% to 85% or 95%. Uh, nobody's going to heal 10% in a week. That's just not going to happen unless it's a very minor injury, and it doesn't sound like that's what Phil's was. It sounds like it was a, a multitude of injuries that were nagging at him. Um, I, I would say that if, if we were a middle-of-the-pack team and we were like, fuck it, what do we got to lose? We can, either, we can gamble, roll the dice, and either A, you know, find a diamond in the rough like Connor Garland and fucking just go on go on a heater and then get Phil Kessel back and then fucking really have everything um, or B we can you know kind of stay where we're at and and potentially follow the back of the pack and hope for a good draft pick the Coyotes were first in the Pacific when when we started to notice Phil Kessel's down, downfall we started to notice his decline in my opinion Rick Tockett weighed out his options and was like, you know what? Like, I know, I know he's banged up. Uh, I know that the Iron Man streak means a lot to him. And I know that he's my, he's my good buddy. Um, I don't advocate for two of those reasons, but I, 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 I do advocate for the fact that Phil Kessel is a, is a multiple Stanley cup champion. He's a veteran in the locker room. He's an extremely talented player, no matter what we saw this year. Uh, Rick Tockett might have been like, you know what? I don't want to break the momentum of my right. team here. If you think about it, they we have four lines of forwards here. These lines all have to build chemistry together hmm. to 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 be successful. You sit Phil out as a first place team in the Pacific because you want him rested up for potential playoffs, but you're looking at the playoffs in December. You sit Phil out, maybe you lose the. 75% of fill that you had and you throw in an AHLer, not only do you throw in an AHLer, but you've got to scramble your whole fucking lineup up and, and, and throw off all chemistry that is built because you have another person in there that's not a Phil's caliber. So you got to change up the line. You might hurt yourself more than having 75% of fill. And so that's what I'm saying. Like, I almost, almost agree with what Rick Tockett did because he... He, he he weighed out the options, but as a fan, as a fan, I'm like, dude, I don't give a fuck how long it takes. Let me get the point per game Phil Kessel back because that man will win us the Stanley Cup. That, that's my, what I got excited so my, about. My thing is, look, look, my thing with with that, and I'm just gonna touch up on this real close, real quick, and then we're gonna jump on to. I'm gonna say something about Phil though, but my thing with that is that. We saw the, what the result was of him keeping Phil on. We saw what it was. And it wasn't wasn't the best. At least it wasn't. I didn't think it was the best. I would say we treaded water at best. But the thing is, 
Treader Water, we lost a lot of games that we could we should have won. Phil Castle didn't perform. I don't know how many assists he had when when um, after December. I would have to go back and look. But honestly, like that being said, like yes, we saw what happened with him, us not going th- that route, that that second route. Um, my thing is right now, I'm excited and happy. Because he yeah. did acknowledge that he wasn't having a good day. As much as I, I did give him, I'm giving him a lot of crap right now, you know, for for how the 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 end of the season happened and everything with with how he ended how he ended the season, and how all those circumstances happened. My big thing is that he acknowledged his fault. He acknowledged the mistakes or the problems that were happening that happened. And that takes a lot. It does. Yeah. But I'm also excited because he's well rested now. I yep. feel like he hasn't eaten a hot dog at all. <laughs> he hates you for that joke. I by the probably way, does. Probably, he's probably sitting there like I fucking hate him. And and it's lastly, false. and lastly, I feel like he's gonna come in with a small chip on his shoulder because he probably knows. He probably does know that. Yeah, he, it's the season with fourteen fucking goals. That's it, embarrassing. It's exactly why that he's has a little a small chip on his shoulder, especially because everyone knows the kind of caliber player Phil is, and for him to have sunk that low. He yeah. he has a small chip on his shoulder, especially now playoffs are coming. He has to surely he has to perform in the biggest way possible, and what better time to do yeah. it than now? So I am excited because it gives us yep, a too. big a big chance. I mean, we have Taylor Hall, um, uh, Devo, and Connor uh, Connor on one line, and you got well not for sure, but this is how we ended last season. You have um, Phil Kessel, Schmaltz, and. Uh, and Keller on one, and you got Step on, and God, you have to help. That's me. an exciting line. You man. have like Kessel, a lot of Schmaltz and Keller. That's such an exciting so, line. So you have like these these big time lines that have the first two lines that can do damage. Third line could do damage too if we play it right. So I, I'm excited because you have Hinnestroza, and then you had uh, Richardson, I think, on the other side, and uh, and Step on in the Richardson's center. Richardson's the center, but yeah, I get what you're saying. So yeah. so I'm I was very excited. Not uh, uh, Sodenberg, right? Sodenberg. Or is he a center too? He is, but he plays wing and center. Yeah. But I get what you're saying. So, like, we have these players that can do stuff, that can move the puck, that can to get into open ice, that are fast, especially yeah. Connor Garland and, and Clayton Keller. I feel like Clayton Keller should have definitely bulked up a little bit during this time or done something to get a little bit, you know, like get a little bit more power in there because if he's not, and I've, and I've seen it, and I know you've seen it, Kenny. I don't know about you, Danny, but playoffs – when playoffs start, bro, oh, it it's is a, a different beast. It's a different monster, and I'm yep. talking balls to the walls. There's none of this coming off the ice slow. It's pedal to the metal all game long. It's and Connor, Connor Garland esque. Yeah, basically uh, on meth, just like rah! all game. So that's that's how I want to end this. And that for for me at least. Right, and then that's and I I know we're a little over. Um, I just want a quick thought. I agree 100% with Lucio. I think the, uh, the thing that we got to focus on here the most is we can successfully start to judge Phil Kessel after after these playoffs. Yeah. These playoffs. Yeah. If he if he if he does not perform, even after he says he's ready to go and he's healthy and he's and he's ready to compete and he comes in and gives us gives us the same Phil Kessel that we saw a couple months ago that was he was the uh, best guy. that was pa- passing first and shooting last. Not, not yeah shooting last and 
and his passes were fumbling and he was making horrible mistakes. Dude, I remember then those we, days. Then we have a serious problem. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, exactly. No, like, I'm like, right here, have an elite shot. Like, like, like I said before, this coming up right here is crunch time. Any postseason is crunch time. And the reason why you have a player like Phil Kessel on your team, let alone the first line, if he qualifies for yep. that, is yep. for this time right here. And if he shows right. up and he's a fucking beast and he shows leadership, he shows passion, he shows why he is considered like I I don't throw around uh, you know the word legend a lot, but if he is a elite. hockey legend, if he is gonna be an elite player, that that his reputation perceives him that this is the time. This is a time where players show what they're made of. This is where like great players become icons and fucking icons become legends. And so this right. this is this is the time right here. And if he shows up and if he does all these things and if he leads us past the first round, past the second round, if he makes us competitive to where we don't get laughed out of the playoffs, like we go down fighting, we go down swinging, even if we don't win the Stanley Cup, but we show up as a fucking all contender. Yes, all for me, forgiven. all is forgiven. Forgiven. I know, Lucy, you had a different. You had a different opinion on that when we talked about it. But you know what? That is still my thing. This is the time, Phil. This is your moment to become the Kessel you were in your heyday. So it's all so, on you. Uh, I'm it, it is all last, on you. Last season too. Last Look, season. Any this, anybody anybody real quick, Lucy. Anybody that wants to see what. Phil Kessel is capable of. Watch Phil Kessel playoff highlights on YouTube. It'll go back to just last season. The guy's a fucking monster okay. in the playoffs. So, so I agree with my, you. My, my, thing is, my thing is, Danny, I, I do believe that if he does beast mode and he, he basically just becomes a monster on during playoffs, it would be a, lo- a lot easier to... To start forgiving them. My issue is I can't just forgive them for for playing. We have to win. We have the only way I can completely forgive him is if we win a Stanley Cup. If we don't, but, it's but on the, be, the road to recovery. Since the last time you spoke about, since the last time you spoke about it, though, Lucio, you would heard his his uh, admittance that he yes. was banged up pretty severely. So, so that has to change your tune a little. Does, bit. And that's why it changes my tune because that's why I said. He, if if he if if he plays well, he does good. He plays hard, but we still lose. I will be on the road to recovery, forgiving him in the sense of like, all right, you know what? He played his best. He did everything he could. We lost for other reasons, and I'll be on the, if we win the Stanley Cup. Absolutely, he'll be forgiven with no questions. It'll be like a pardon, basically, for what happened during the season. But I'm not just okay, gonna forgive. I'm not gonna just forgive him because that's because fair. he played hard. Yes, he's going to be on the road to recovery. Got to show results. But the yeah. thing is, it did change my mind, the whole conversation that he had, that interview, because of the whole fact that he did admit it, he did come out and speak about it, and he wasn't like, no, I wasn't injured. You know, I was just having, you know, it was just one of those things. Like, no, he came out and was like, you know what, I wasn't myself. I was a little bit injured, banged up, blah, blah, blah. So it takes a lot of guts to do that, and I know for a fact it does. And so it's it's one of those things that I, I respect him for it, and I feel like, like I said, plays hard. Absolutely going to be on the road to recovery for me. We have to see how the season starts the next year. Uh, but if we win the Stanley Cup, absolutely, definitely, 100%. Right. And so um, I think this should be our, our, our new segment because we're wrapping up right now. 
I think I should be our new segment. It's final thoughts without reaction because I don't want to open up a new can of worms. My final thoughts before I sign off here is these boys are going to continue on without me. I got family matters to attend to. They're going to cover soccer for you guys. I wish I could be a part of it, um, but I can't. El, El Gringo no soccer. Right. <laughs> I, no, I truly do. I, I'm, I'm so excited for the rising to play. I, I'm really pumped for it. But um, uh, my final thought without reaction, completely unrelated to Phil Kessel, watch out for playoff version of Oliver Ekman Larson. Scary dude. Scary, <laughs> scary dude. Really chippy, really aggressive, really eager to win. Uh, it might change with the captaincy, but he was scary to watch when he was in the playoffs uh, in, in yeah in, in 2012. So um, watch out for Oliver Ekman Larson to surprise a lot of people and anybody that really wants to see the contrast of injured Phil Kessel versus healthy Phil Kessel. Watch his last game as a Coyote and then watch the game in the beginning of the season. Watch the highlights of Phil Kessel's two-goal night against Nashville. He was fucking flying out there. So that's the kind of Phil Kessel I'm looking for, and I'm excited to see it. So without reaction, that's my final thought, boys. All I right. appreciate you having me on. Lucio, and, final uh, thoughts. Final thoughts is I am, first of all, not scared of Edmonton, number one. And number two, um, fuck Vegas Knights. Because fuck them, and when we get to them, we're gonna beat their ass too. Hoorah. And uh, uh, the Predators, uh, uh, we'll be digging a six foot hole for you guys soon. So my final. We're calling thoughts. Chris Hansen. We're calling Chris Hansen. <laughs> calling all the Predators. All right. So that's my final thoughts. Danny, we're, we're taking it all Danny. the way through. All right. Final thoughts. Final thoughts for my segment is I'm a, I'm gonna take it back and I'm gonna use. You know what? I'm gonna go all the way back to Disney for this one, and use a Toy Story reference. Taylor uh, Taylor Hall came in as the shiny new toy that everyone was excited about. Now was the time for Kane Keller to remind people why Woody is still relevant. Playoffs yeah. come around. He needs to say, hey, I was the favorite before. There was a reason for that. I was the man. I was the one showing people Ooh. what I could do. I was the one that was pulling this fucking franchise on my shoulders before all this. Ooh. Keller, let's fucking do this right now. I want him here. I want to see him fucking show out throughout Ooh. this whole playoff process. Right. And I want to see him fucking go balls out on all this. <laughs> I'm so all looking right. forward to oh, seeing him back right. on the ice. <laughs> let's do this. I just popped the Cialis, man. That was so sick, Danny. Will you fucking tuck me in it, then? <laughs> oh, my God. So sick. Oh, my right, God. Boys, Kenny, see? thank you so much for being on. I know you got a lot of shit Thanks, to go on, go on right now. Thank you for being on with us right now. Yeah, guys, thanks for having me again to our audience. Uh, how big or how small they may be, we appreciate your your flexibility with us. And uh, uh, it will be more consistent just have, like I was telling the boys before this show, uh, when it rains, it pours, unfortunately. And uh, uh, everything will be back to normal. We'll be on a more consistent schedule. And uh, we finally got some sports to talk about, guys. So uh, enjoy the rest of the show, and thanks for having me on. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you on the other half here on Stakes and Kicks.
And we are back here on Sticks and Kicks. Thank you guys so much for sticking through. And thank you once again to Kenny for joining us in the first half of the show. A lot of stuff here with the Arizona Coyotes, things that we got a lot to look forward to. And you know what, Lucio? I feel like after this, this whole drought that we just went through with absolutely nothing to talk about, like we were just bullshitting around for three months. Basically, and we, honestly, we had we had we had nothing. If we, you stuck around this long, don't worry. Once the seasons get back to going, you know, we were doing so good when the before the season started, or right when the season was starting. As soon as the season started, we had, I mean, we were hitting numbers. But now, you know, we're we're scurrying through. But it, it's good to it's good to know that there's still some listeners out there, people people catching, tuning into everything, um, people that know us intimately now. Exactly, they know too much about me. We had to go into our closets to dig shit out. So, but now (laughs) uh, it's getting ready to start. I mean, there's going to be more to talk about. It is happening, Lucio. It is happening right now. Oh my goodness, Lucio. We had our first MLS game back today. Like right now, like MLS is back. We've had English football back. Of course, we had our celebration for Liverpool last week. I know that was our lowest rating. Episode ever, but we had What's our Liverpool celebration. What's wrong with you guys? <laughs> like y'all, my Liverpool fans out there, y'all slacking it right now. And, if, and the, the, the thing Liverpool is, we, haters, we played y'all the, hating. We played the song twice. See, so. the thing is, it's not even that you put the song twice. It's that you named the podcast. Oh yeah, it's official. Liverpool, don't put that shit. What do you mean? Like that's the celebration? No, you just put champions. You don't have to put. Liverpool anything because you know we got Liverpool haters out there. Right, that's not my fault. That, that is, is not your my fault. fault. That you is should not. have been a no, good like, marketer and you, known to put the champion. If you said that you had a lot of people behind you with your Liverpool thing, that should have brought in everybody right off the bat. Where are your Liverpool friends right now? They're the ones uh, that were tuning in. Yeah, they, they were the <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. All right, you guys, let's get to it. We but we are here, Lucio. We are as of right now. It is the 8th of July. We are three days away. Three days. Officially, kind of, sort of, three, four days, however you want to map out your time zones. But yes, this Saturday, we are back on the pitch. Phoenix Rising is going to take flight once again. Lucy, the basic question, what have you missed the most? So my biggest thing that obviously we're still not going to see is the whole... Um, being interactive with the with the with the team, we're not going to be able to be at the stadium. Obviously, that's a big hit on on the supporters and especially the supporter groups, uh, the Red Fury and the Benditos. This it's a big hit for us in this the sense that we can't be there to be the twelfth man. Um, but that being said, um, I mean, what I miss the most is just uh, it's the energy. It's just the whole atmosphere of showing up. Game day, ready to go. Just, just seeing the goals hit, hit at the at the home goalie when we score on the uh, on the opposing team. You know, whoever it is, because we score on everybody. You know, and 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 it's just that great feeling of camaraderie whenever when all that stuff happens and the the fucking you know beers going up in there, water's going up in the air. You know, you're hugging and high fiving, and smoke is getting in your face, and you you're just ecstatic and the ole 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 and it's just it it, it, it the the whole atmosphere is what i'm gonna miss uh obviously I, I miss the players i've always missed the players since day one since we had to do uh close back you know my favorite player on the squad you know Corey whelan uh definitely definitely missed him he 
you know, he probably reached out to his buddies out in Liverpool and congratulated them, you know. Yeah, so. Corey, which we're, we're going to have on the show pretty soon. Pretty soon, next couple of weeks is going to be... It's gonna be on a couple, one one hey, or two weeks, that's, so I'm that's good I'm to know. Very very uh, excited to to ask him, especially about his whole uh, Liverpool experience. You know, being the captain of an under nineteen Liverpool squad, and you know, in any in being a captain of any team, it, it takes a lot of leadership. Like I said, this is why I also feel like if if Solomon were to pull out uh, or to be subbed out, or like if they were to start without Solomon Asante, um, Corey Whelan would be a, a, a quick first pick. For captaincy because he's ha- he has been captain before and he knows how to lead a team and he's shown it on the pitch. So all right, all right. So I'm gonna ask you a difficult question right off the bat. Yeah. So you'd pick um, Corey Willing over Zach Willing? I'm sorry, over uh, Zach Lubin. Yeah. To be captain, R- really? Yeah. Please explain. So I know it's a controversial or. I wouldn't even say controversial. It's just an unpopular opinion. You know, a lot of people love Zach Lubin, and I love uh, I love Zach Lubin too. It's not even none of that. You know, I love his pit bull, his dog. You know, he posts on social media all the time. Corey Whelan is actually very reserved. Uh, that's probably one of the things I do like about him because I'm also not very uh, very out there with social media. I know I should be more, but I tend to be a little bit more reserved when it comes to what I do and what I say and 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 what people see in my life. Um, but apart from all that, Zach Lubin has obviously the bigger following of the fans. And, and, and of course, what are you listening to while I'm fucking talking here? Keep going. God damn it. So it's one of those things. He, he's been with the squad a lot longer. He obviously showed his worth when he took the sacrifice two years ago uh, and, and fucked up his face and got that nice scar all over his top lip. And you know, it, hey, that's a story for the rest of his it life. It is. Right it's there. a story. But, but, but I think people right respected there. him when Fuck that yeah. happened. And and the thing is, he came in next the the following year, clutch. You know, after uh, Carl Wozinski, he he didn't do too well in, in the backline the first few games. You know, he let a a few goals go in that kind of uh, changed the course of who who started after the fourth game. And uh, I think Zach Lubin showed his his worth and what he could do. But, you know, we also got Corey Whelan, what, halfway through that year? And Corey Whelan, halfway through the year, made a significant, significant difference on defense. Where I felt so secure having that back line, you know, on defense. Cochran, Whelan, Dia, uh, Dumbaya. I felt... Boya. Dumbaya. It, it just... I felt completely... Secure with that backline plus having Zach. The thing is, too, Core Whelan, I feel like he's just more experienced with the faster play. He's more experienced with uh, with leading already, and that's why I feel like he'd be a better choice. Not taking anything from Zach. Zach could lead too. You know, if if he was given the opportunity, he could lead as well. You know, and, you know, he has that that talent, that potential. You know, and we've seen it on social media. He steps up while the you know the team is is, is silent and stuff like that, and and he shows leadership. My thing is, Corey Whelan has already done that in the past, so he knows how to step into that role and be uh, a definite game changer in that role. All right, that's now, why. Yeah, here I'm, I'm gonna transition a little bit into our personal experience, Lucio, because uh, I know that we have personally lived through this as um, myself being a goalkeeper for my career, you being more of a defensive midfielder, if not a defensive man, mm-hmm. for most of your career in in playing uh, in playing football, and it's just the leadership is 
definitely a lot easier presented when you're on the field, when you can easily go all over the pitch. Yes. And it, it is very difficult for a goalie to do that. And I know because I've been granted mm-hmm. captaincy for, for a lot of times during during our career. We played a lot a lot of years together. Mm-hmm. And there's only so much you can do from your own area, even from your own side. You can yes. go and every time you cross that midfield line to go argue with the ref on the other side of the field, that's a risk. It is. Because at any time the ref could just say, you know what, play on. And all of a sudden the team, the, the opposing team could just like, Start playing and you're you're 90 yards away from your you're goal. Out of, yeah. So like so that's very very dangerous to do. But as a defensive man, as a midfielder, you're able to go all around mm-hmm. the field and you can show leadership. And that's why most captains are midfielders. And they, I've always been an advocate for that. I feel like most captains should be the midfielders because they are the ones that can see the whole field and they play the whole field. Mm-hmm. Yes, the goalkeeper has the best view of the whole field, but the midfielder. Has the best range of the it, whole field. For, for me, it, it's more of a presence thing. Um, it, it, so whether it be a, the goalkeeper, because you know someone like, for example, uh, Gigi Buffon, great captain. He was an amazing captain. He was a goalkeeper. Um, but then yep. you got someone. My inspiration be a goalkeeper. Exactly. But then you got someone um, uh, like, for example, Jordan Henderson. Now, yeah, I'm gonna go with Liverpool because it's the team I, I, I support. But he he he's a midfielder, defensive midfielder, and he he's the captain for Liverpool. But his presence on the pitch, it, like it's known when because he, he's there to defend. He'll defend his players, but he's smart to know when to get his players out of things. And and the thing is, that's where where the whole presence thing for me is 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 vital because it's not so much that a goalkeeper can't be the goalie or can't be the captain. It's just so much that the goalkeeper has to. He has to be the voice of reason, and everyone knows that goalkeepers are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be crazy to be a goalkeeper. You have to be crazy to be and, a goalkeeper. And the thing is, I'll tell you this much. The goalkeeper is a leader in his own respect, even if he's not captain. And the reason why I say that is because even if I'm the captain as a midfielder, the goalkeeper is running the show almost 100% of the time. And, and it's because he runs the whole field. He's the general. He's the one that knows where everyone's at. He's the one that's that's directing people. Hey, come left, come back, you know, so-and-so, mid-side. You know, however you talk to your team, you know the goalkeeper knows where everyone's at. And it's constantly talking to his players. That's what a good leader does and stuff like that. Now, in our position with Zach and, 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 and Whelan, I, I do feel, believe that Corey would be a better choice for captaincy just because, like I said earlier, he has already done it, but also because I just think Corey Whelan has that experience to be able to get players to be like, hey, dude, let's go. I got this. And, and talk to the ref in a more calm... Well, you could say that to both of them. Bo- because what... what but the, like, the, like you said, okay, Corey Whelan's done it, so is, so is Zach Lubin. He has also done it. Now... Corey Willen, he is he is mature beyond his years, but he's still a kid. He is a very, very young player. What is he like 20, 21 years old? He just he's about to turn 21 this year. So 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 there you go. Like Zach Lubin, he is a mature player. He has had all the experience. So he knows when to move, when to not move, when to direct his players. So when you talk about maturity and knowing how to move your players, then Zach Lubin I didn't is your say guy. Maturity, I said like no, no, but it, it just digs into it because maturity has to take a role in it. When you're talking about yeah. when when to know when to pull out, when yeah. to pull your players out, when to go all out, because 
we we both know it is it is unpopular so, among some circles, but there are some times where you just have to go off on a ref and get yourself either yellow, maybe yeah. even a red card. And I feel Corey's. Uh, how would I do this? Like, like so I said, I don't, he, I don't, I don't think, I don't, I don't dislike Dick. I think Dick is is going to be a great Eric. Dick is is going to be a great keeper for us, but I'm not comfortable losing a, a keeper of. Of the caliber that Zach is, because Zach is a very high level keeper, and Dick is is starting to get into that that role of being a a, a good keeper, not even a high level, not even a, a good keeper, and, and it's because we just don't have anything on him that's secure. Yes, he you know he's done, he's played some games, he did well, but Zach has shown the whole season how good he can be, and he's shown how good he is. Um, but the thing is, I'd rather lose a, a outfieldman than lose a keeper I, in, in that in that respect. But Just because you, you Corey, uh, Corey Willing, like like okay, you can lose. You, you say you can lose an outfieldman, but he's a center back. He's not a defensive midfielder. Like you know, but we have a deeper center back position. Like okay, so who who can you replace him with though? Joey like, Farrell. Is he even on the team anymore? Yeah. What? Oh, yes. I'm sorry. I'm thinking about fucking... What's his name? I'm sorry. Yes. Okay, yeah. You you can you, uh, you can replace him right there, but, but you, is, is it the same also, leadership? And you can over... Huh? But the thing is, that's, that's, the, that's the thing. Then you can just transfer the leadership over to Zach or somebody. Now, my thing is, you asked me who, who I thought. Okay. This is who I thought. Corey over Zach. Now... If you refer, if you change the question differently to be like, who do you think Rick Schatz is going to choose? Probably Zach, because Zach has been with the team longer. And if a Solomon doesn't start a game, it might be Zach because Zach has had more of a impact in in not just the locker room, I'm assuming, but also with the he's been a great spokesman for the team and, and stuff like that. And I, I don't know if you agree with me, but you know what? I agree with Rick. It, it would and, and, be. And it the, would be. And Zach. the thing is, and the thing is, I, I'm I'm not opposed to that. But when you ask me the question, who do I think, or what do I think, I think Corey should get it over him. But I'm not going to sit here and say that Zach is a bad choice. And if Rick chooses him, he's an idiot. No. Oh no no. Not. There's absolutely no bad choice here. Like absolutely you're choosing not. two great great players. Exactly. But that's just for me, you know. But at the end of the day, right now, Solomon's our captain, and Solomon's, you know, he's a quiet guy, but he's a he is a. Uh, he leads by example type of guy, and hopefully this this year he can lead by example. When we're playing, uh, so we're playing some. I wouldn't even say great teams. We're playing some teams. <laughs> we're playing some teams this year because <laughs> we're not playing. Not anyone. I'm. I'm not worried yes, about offense. I'm not <laughs> take it all. I'm not worried about anybody in that in that in the whole in our whole group. The only people I am worried about, and I'm not even worried so much, it's just more that I'm just looking forward to finally beating them in a regular season game in New Mexico. And I hope we do it here just so that they can go home on the ride, go ride back to their fucking sorry excuse of a city in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and have that long five, five and a half hour drive of just thinking to themselves, like, fuck, we lost to the Phoenix Rising. All right, well, We're fucking I, shit. I We're hate terrible to, uh, team. We're hate fucking to rain ugly. on your parade, but the, the, the only time we play New Mexico this year is actually an away game. So they're going to be playing in there. You know what? Even better. 
Even better. We'll, be, we'll beat you them. You know in what? Their, when we beat them at, at home in, in their borrowed stadium, in their in their in their <laughs> in their full stadium that they're not gonna have full. And you know what? It's August eighth. So, it's your birthday. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So so we'll 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 definitely definitely be a uh, uh, insult or injury when we beat them because when we beat them, we're gonna beat them not only at home but we're gonna beat them. And it's just one of those things that I'm I'm so confident to I'm so confident that I don't even care if I end up being wrong. That's how confident <laughs> I am. If uh, I end up being wrong, I'm still gonna be cocky as shit about that. Cause fuck New Mexico. All right. So before we get into the actual schedule that we're gonna be facing on, let, let's go ahead and get the elephant out of the room. Um, because we is that the right way to say it? Elephant out of the room? Like address the elephant in the room? Like yeah, how do you say it? Like I don't know. I d I don't wanna piss off any people like I don't know. What do you got against elephants? That's just saying. So that's where it goes. Address the elephant. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, address the elephant in the room uh, is, of course, this whole pandemic that's going on right now. And uh, we were on a conference call earlier this week with Rick Johns and uh, general mon- general managers and um, you know higher ups in the Phoenix mm-hmm. Rising, where we we were able to ask questions. One of the questions asked was about the players' health, and of course, addressing this whole COVID nineteen thing. They did manage to tell us that there there have been eight players that were tested positive, so that it that is that is confirmed. Eight players positive, five of which have already done their quarantine treatment. They were able to get back get back healthy, so they beat this virus. They were able to get back, so five of them are good to go back onto the field. Two of them are still in the protocol. They're still waiting. They're asymptomatic. They're 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 not suffering. They're they're just kind of waiting it out, making sure they get back to one hundred percent. And there's one player has that has mild symptoms, but is expected to make a full recovery by the time gameplay has is is expected to resume. We should expect these players to come back one hundred percent. But Rick Johns made it clear that even if they're cleared one hundred percent. They're not going to throw them out onto the field, especially in this weather, especially in this like environment in Phoenix. It's a very, very tough environment to play in. So even if they're 100% clear, let's wait for them. Let's give them a couple more weeks. Make sure they're good to go. Make sure they're acclimated, acclimated to running a full 90% everything that is uh, is going on. Um, so, uh, I, you know, I commend um, Rick for doing this. Putting the player safety first. I do have to say for everyone listening out there that is not a Phoenix Rising fan. Yes, I know. Oh, Phoenix Rising has the deepest bench ever. Phoenix Rising has a blah, 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 blah. Yes, you know what? Fuck you guys, all right? Yes, we do. Come at us. <laughs> at me. All right? We do have the best. We can sit. We can sit Solomon Asante for three weeks and still be you motherfuckers every week. All right? So, at Look, me. <laughs> it's just one of those things. The, the It's undeniable that Phoenix Rising has one of the toughest squads in the whole league um we we were were projected to do very well before the season started and you know it's one of those things we just got stronger um not saying anything about uh, adam john adam john was great for us he did well uh, but when we pulled in uh Dadashoff, i think Dadashoff brought in a, a more youthful uh more i wouldn't say yeah an elegant type of play um, not saying that John didn't play elegantly, but he, John had more of that brute kind of strength or brute kind of approach, like, you know, get in there 
and 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 power and stuff like that which is fine and everything but sometimes you do need that finesse that kind of nice you know one touch and and uh, and i think that shop brought some of that in there so we were looking really really dangerous especially getting santi more in the off season and and bringing them from you know saving them actually we should say saving them from uh, new mexico and that trash ass city there um so it was one of those things that moving like moving forward our team is just it's such such a strong team and and the fact that we're resorted to be in a group stage playing just other teams from other groups every once in a while uh we're gonna destroy this group this group is gonna be wrecked it's just because we have no real competitors in this group even with oc oc is as a competitor oh if it was they're the biggest they're the biggest quote unquote quote unquote but they're also they're it's like basically they're gonna be fighting for second the, the other four teams are going to be fighting for second. All right, you know what? Let's let's just go through this right here, right? Because our our schedule. Okay, first of all, this Saturday, July eleventh, at home against LA Galaxy two. Yeah. Now this is and this is not the LA 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 Galaxy two that gave us a run for our money last year, where they threw a bunch of ringers at us. This is what they got in their B squad. There ain't no going up and down no more. MLS is in a fucking bubble right now Somewhere in Orlando They can't bring in their ringers They can't bring in their best players They can't try to show us up Where we beat them on their home field With their ringers Now they gotta face us with their B squad In our home field So that's one thing right now LA Galaxy 2 Like I'm not even gonna ask you Lucio Whether who's gonna win Like you know What's gonna be the point spread Like what are we gonna win by You know I'll I'll go I'll go real deep on this one So, So here we go Ready so it's gonna be uh, four goals. <laughs> oh shit! Four goals to zero. Ah! You know we're gonna have. I a, love it. We're gonna have a total of. I'm I'm a, I'm I'm gonna throw it low. Throw it low. Eight corner kicks. Uh, we're gonna go for a total of maybe like six fouls, one yellow card, um, no reds. Holy shit! Throwing um, all the stats. Passing percentage. We'll go through. I'm gonna say we're gonna have about. Uh, maybe a 76, yeah, I'm going to go high. 76 percentage uh, ball control. Um, our shot. That's, that's high even. It for, is. Holy shit. It is. That's, how, that's how low I think of a uh, lay right now. <laughs> um, and our shot percentage, I mean, we're going to have, we're going to be shooting. I'm talking, we're going to be shooting. Where These, these boys are hungry. Fucking free for all. It's going to be a free for all. I'm looking at maybe. Light up these motherfuckers. Get the blindfolds on. Light up 15, their cigarettes because they're all a bunch of shooting lines. Fifteen shots, sixteen shots. You know, maybe like ten of them are on target. You know, with four of those being goals. So I mean, holy shit! And so, Lucio, tell us how you really feel. That that's <laughs> I'm, I'm getting in deep. You know, I want to see how close I get to these oh to these numbers. Oh my goodness! You know? I am very much looking forward. So to so seeing, huh? we'll see how close we get to these numbers. I mean, obvi- honestly, I feel that uh, that LA just isn't ready. I feel like LA, especially because they have stricter quarantine things going on over in, in California than they do here. So I feel like it, it, it might play a big difference when all the LA, the California teams come play. You know, you're you're talking about uh, OC, LA, and San Diego. So we'll see how them being in that in in California and how California does the things there and has everything going on over there. How is it going to affect? Uh, the gameplay that's going to be played. So, all right, not not to not to touch on the fact that right now Phoenix Rising has has gone to 100 percent in their training. 
Mm-hmm. So right now they're training in what? What was it today? One fifteen. One oh yeah, one fifteen. It was one fifteen, one fourteen around there. So Phoenix Rising is training at these triple digit high intense temperatures. Middle of the day, they're ready to go for 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 this long. They are. They have five substitutes available to them, mm-hmm. so they can go as hard as they can. And I'm assuming that they're that doing the um, they're doing the twenty two minute break, right? Where they get in the water. You know, I'm going to assume that, too. I do not have a confirm- confirmation for that, but I'm assuming that is true. But, like, okay, so we already know that that Phoenix Rising is going to be more of that to these high temperatures. So, first game back, if Phoenix you- Rising is going to play in, what, at least 20 degrees cooler than what they're used to. At the very least. 95. At 90, the very least, 20 degrees cooler. Something 20, like that. if not 30 than what they're used to, they're going to be able to play for longer. They're going to be able to like their water breaks are going to like get so much more. So galaxy. So so I I've I've seen studies <sighs> done and I've goodness seen, I've seen uh, I've seen kind of reports done about different gameplay environments. Uh, obviously the the cold being one of the not worst but not the most productive for anybody. Even people that have lived in the cold or trained in the cold, they still don't get like a, a huge up advantage. Uh, it's the heat. It's the people yeah. that train in the heat. It's the people that that play outside during hot hot temperatures. That train in hot temperatures. That do they they have a different resilience, and and it's a complete. It's a very high difference of how much that their training compares to people who train in regular cool nice weather kind of conditions, and and to come in from a, a nice weather good condition kind of area like Los Angeles. To coming into one of the hottest states, well, the hottest state in the country, in one of the hottest cities yeah. in the country, yeah, and and having to play, and still it, it, it's, it, it, in California is like eighty five right now. I think like the highest, maybe ninety, but that's cute. And 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 the thing is, it's fine, but they have like the ocean breeze that's close by in in L A. With Arizona being a valley where it just gets hotter and hotter, and you can the only thing that relieves some of that is stepping close to the shade and just having that ten degree difference hit. So. Yeah, and that's the ten degree that I'm talking about. Like as soon as the the afternoon sun sets, everything going that like that's the ten twenty degree difference that I'm talking about mm-hmm. here at home. Yeah, at home, Lucio. And it's just gonna be and different so that, once that, we play that, in California. Let's or see what let's see what's gonna happen with these galaxies like with this galaxy squad that steps onto the field. The only team at Casino and, Arizona Field. And this is the only thing. The only team that has something similar to that is 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 uh is New Mexico because they do play in a, a dry ass state as well. But you know, they're it, in higher it, it is right. After like nine o'clock you can't get a beer to save your fucking life. Yeah, for whatever reason. Fuck New Mexico. So God damn. All right. Other than that. So anyway, all right. So so we're clear. Like you think that's a four goal difference for LA mm-hmm. Galaxy two. Let me let me take you on to the next two weeks. And this is a question that I want to ask you, Lucio, because I don't have the answer from any inside information yet. Okay. The the week after we got two games against Orange County. Back. Both both of them away back to back. One on Thursday, one on Saturday. Okay. I am assuming mm-hmm. the team is going to stay in California, right? Uh, I, I feel mean, like Thursday, there has, has, you have no reason to come back for Friday, go back Saturday again. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that team is going to stay in California for that game. Thursday and Saturday, 
games back to back. You know, I, I do have to take that back, Lucio. I'm sorry. Because the first game is, is on the 16th. And the next one is Saturday, July the 25th. So there is a week. So, yes, they will be coming back. But still, back-to-back against OC mm-hmm. are, quote-unquote, biggest threats. Mm-hmm. What are my thoughts? I, I think, I like, question coming up. I, I just think the first game is just kind of take it easy against them, and the second game just demolish them. Uh, so it, you can play it two ways. You can play it that way, where you, you, you play to win the first game, well, um, every game is play to win, but that, that's what I'm saying. Like, but, because no, you, no, but, but listen, listen. So they're, they're they're arguably the best team in the squad after Phoenix Rising. So like, mm-hmm. like kind of feel them out. You know, feel it like but, in the boxing match. You f- first three rounds, let's feel them out. Let's see what they got, and then coming back a week later with all of your scouts, all your strategies, everything that you saw from the team, mm-hmm. and just com- completely run over them. So this is what I mean. You play to win. Yes, obviously everyone's playing to win, but I I feel like it should be that. This game should be that game that you put in, uh, like some of your second starters, like some of more in the deeper squad. The first game, the first game, and the reason and this okay. is why. And this is why, because in the first game, who do we have after the second game? After Orange County, mm-hmm. the second Orange County game. Who do that, we have after that? Oh, that's against uh, El Paso. Okay. I'm not worried about passing. And and that is against because after you face Galaxy, that's this Saturday, Mm -hmm. you have to face Orange County five days later. So that's that next Thursday. So you don't even have a full week to recover. So yes, I do get your your point in in rolling out a couple of uh, the younger or the newer players or the second squad. A little bit of the second squad. Roll out the bench. Just you know, this is 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 very bad to say right now to like it sounds it's, bad it's to say, but it, 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 it is like saying, like in FIFA, you roll out the B squad. It is. But you roll out the B squad. It's it's one of those things, though, this year is such a, a chess game yes. type of year. It is so much more of a chess game this type of year because you have to be able to preserve players because you're having games closer together and you're having games. Uh, you have to make up so many games frequently and then you're playing against the same teams. So if there's any animosity, so like if there's anything going on, say for example, we play or when we play OC, there's like a huge debacle that goes on and there's like a huge like fight or or someone like, you know, or like there's like a big... This this is going to sound bad, but I hope there is. In the first game, I I hope there is. With this going on, imagine the next, imagine the next game how it's going to be. It's going to be High intensity, you know, guns are blazing. Everyone's gonna be in in the th- in the in there, and they're like, "Oh, I need to get this." And you know, you know how those games go. People lose focus. People lose lose. You know, they they lose sight of what the goal is. Um, so the good thing about Phoenix is that we have a deeper squad to be able to pull back and and put some of the the players like the the newer younger players or the the players of the B squad, like you said. So play the B squad. Let the 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 starters rest a little bit. You you have a week in between, so you, the the starters rest a lot. You come yeah. back, you play them uh, again, and then how long before the next game with El Paso? Yeah, so the before you, before, you, before you get back to well, before you get back to that's a, that's a week. the The advantage comes between the two OC games, between the two Orange County games. And for those of you like for those of you football fans that are following us, this is like having a Thursday night game in this in this schedule. So you not not only have the seven days re- uh, in between the two games, you have those extra days to kind of rest out. So you have like a mini buy where you have 10, 10 days in between games. 
But the problem is that is between the same team. So you're going to face Orange County, oh, and then yeah. 10 days later, you're going to face Orange County again. Seven days later, you get El Paso at home. Yeah. It's just one of those things. I, I feel like, so for the first game, I feel like they're going to, like you said, take a little bit easy. That's going to be my role, but they're going to play with the B squad. But they're also going to win. I, I feel oh, like yeah. I, the B oh, squad yeah. has a lot more. Our B squad can demolish. So the thing is, our B, not even just in, in the in a paper standpoint, but you got to put it this way. You're putting in a B squad, and, and, and it's like the B squad is like the the eager little brother you have that wants to play with the big boys. Oh, yeah. And, and so he's going to do everything. He's going to be running. He's going to be jumping up and down. He's going to want to make – he wants to make the first team. But the thing is, in this, in this, the way this chess game is gonna be played this year, there is of no course, first team. You, Everybody's you, a first team. You got fucking like, like the, the the perfect example in our first game against Timbers two, like fucking uh, Lagos Kunga was put in at the very end, like, hey, go ahead and run out the rest of the clock, kid. What he go? He went out and he fucking like ran his ass mm-hmm. off, and he got a fucking goal. Reminds me of Ben. Spencer. He's right in there, like he's just fucking going in there and like. Because he he knows the caliber that's on this team. He knows what he has to do to earn a spot mm-hmm. on this team. He's not just gonna get gifted like, hey man, you know we're down. Like let's let's go ahead and run you out onto the field right there. No, this is a championship caliber team, and so he knows what he has to do, and that is what he demonstrated in his first time. Yeah. And I guarantee you, if you, what you're saying is true, and what I believe also is true, if they roll out a quote unquote B squad. For that first team, Lagos Kunga, he's going to go out there. He's going to fucking ball. He's going to have the fucking game of his life because he knows this is his chance to prove himself. And you know what? I'm going to put it down right now, Lucio. In that first game against Orange County away, Kunga is going to start. He's going to put in the brace. He's going to earn himself a spot in Lagos? the second game. Lagos. He's yeah. going to get a brace in the first game. He's going to earn himself a spot in the second game. But who's he going to replace? Flemings? Dadashov? I mean, like, it's hard because you have a talent in both first and second squad. This is what I'm saying. This is what I said right now before. I'm going to say Flemings. This I'm going to say Flemings only because. But that, that, that has to be apparent to the point where Flemings plays bad. So, so no, like that's so, the thing. Like, the, it doesn't is, have this to is, be that because this, this is, is my on a thing. short week. Let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. So say for example, so we already have a B squad and an A squad, right? So say A squad is training together all the time. They're the ones playing with each other all the time, and then B squad is playing with themselves, playing with each other as well, like playing and, and practicing and getting chemistry together. So what? You, and not saying that they're not getting chemistry with the other players. But just put it like in a hockey term, because of how the how this season's gonna be, it's not gonna be the same season and the chess game that you have to play. Like I said earlier, there's not technically really first starters this year, like where there's not starters in the sense that yes, there is a, a squad that's considered the top team or the top squad, yeah. but it, you're you're more likely to have more playing time this year because of how the how this whole pandemic thing has has resulted in putting the, 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 the whole situation, you're going to have back-to-back games or close games that you're going to have to, hey, step up. That You're, you're on this week or you're on in, in a couple of days. You have to step up. So my thing is, would you rather have this player that's been practicing with the B squad 
stay with the B squad and be productive with the chemistry that he's built with the B squad? Or would you want him to go into the A squad, push the A squad back, the A squad player? And this not depending on skill. This is just depending on their whoever earned it that, that week or whatever. And then playing them with a the player that, with another team that, yeah, like I said, they all have chemistry and they all know how to play the game. But you know how that results. Like Argentina, some of the best players in the world. <laughs> but God damn it, when they play together, when they play in their clubs, they're playing in their clubs and they're the best teams. They play with the best teams in the world. And then they play with the best, the best players in the world, and they're the best in their respective, in their respective teams. <laughs> but but I'm serious, they're the best in their respective teams. But then they come together and play for Argentina, and it's like they fucking lose. They 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 break down, and they have no fucking clue what they're fucking doing. And 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 that's the thing. I I prefer them playing together. In, in, in a similar what they know No you cannot put the same thing on this Because they're All of these players are completely separate page Because they're all a bunch of fucking egomaniacs In Argentina You cannot put no, those same things That's not no, what I'm saying you're, 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 not take, you're not hearing what I'm saying You're, what I'm you're, saying, you're saying, no. you're, what you're I'm saying, saying that is, players are going to be on a different page When they come together right No so okay so put it this way So Messi is undoubtedly if not the best player in the world, right? So there's, if you have, have you seen what's going on can, in Barcelona? Can you lately? Listen to fucking me right now. Like, I'm trying to fucking talk. <laughs> all right. So then you have Di Maria, who's arguably one of the best players in PSG, right? One of their best in midfielders. Then you got Aguero, who's one, technically the best striker in England, right? And then you got fucking Dabiala, who's one of the best midfielders in the world. But so, so you get what I'm saying. Like these players that are coming up to play for Argentina, they're some of the best in their respective squads, if not the stars in their squads. So then you got these star players coming in, and and yes, it is an ego thing. But what I'm not, I'm not trying to say what is the ego part. What I'm trying to put out is the fact that when you get players that are playing that don't have this, the the chemistry of being the person that's not going to score or not going to do this, everyone has to be on the same page. If you're used to being the guy that scores on the B squad and then you go to the A squad and the person that's scoring is Dadashaw and not you, it creates a conflict because then you want the ball or you're not going to pass the ball and you're going to take shots and risks that you might you could have done by passing it to somebody else to get the goal. But because you're so used to being the go-to guy on the second squad... Depend, compared to the first squad, it plays a difference. I'm not saying anything compared to what I, what I was trying to point out with Argentina is just the fact that in Argentina, Messi is the go-to guy. Uh, in, in Barcelona, he's the go-to guy, just like Aguero is the go-to guy, just like Di Maria is the go-to passer, just like Dabiala is the go-to passer, just like Cardi is the go-to guy. It's like these players, they play in a diff- and they play with the, them being the go-to guy and then putting them together all together and then having Argentina say, Messi's the go-to guy. Everyone's like, what the fuck? You have to play with that level. Uh, and so, so that's what I'm saying. All right, well, the, the okay, chemistry. I, I understand what you're trying to get to. But these are players that are going to train every week together, right? They're not on different leagues. They're not on So they know whose role is where. Yeah. And I do not think for a second that... Dadashov is gonna have a uh, a fucking uh, uh, a beef with. Um, I never said that with anyone else. Like trying to try see who's gonna be the I never mid- said that. Guy, who number nine trying to score the goal, and like so I never said that. 
So I, I don't I don't think there's gonna be any any kind of dissent towards that. And I think that B squad players and we say that we every time we say B squad, of course, it's quote unquote B squad because they can replace it's any, just we're just saying B squad to, to differentiate when we're starting about the starters and who, who's gonna be starters yeah. or not. So so yes, I don't I don't think that that's gonna be an issue. We'll, we'll with, see with who's gonna with who's I don't gonna think win, it's gonna, gonna be an not. issue either. But what I'm saying is that I wouldn't change it. I don't think I don't think I don't think uh, Rick Shantz is gonna change how the flow of things unless they earn it before they they do it. If a game doesn't determine, and everyone knows this, the game doesn't determine whether you start. The practice determines whether you start. Practice is what determines whether you're gonna start. We're talking about practice. Yeah, we're talking about practice. We're talking about practice. Not the game. Not the game. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about practice, so and and yeah, and like that's everyone that's giving one hundred percent. That that's how you earn your spot. And I completely agree with you on that. That mm-hmm. is how you earn your spot on the starting squad is in practice. It's not how you do on a Saturday night. It's how you do Monday through Friday Monday on the practice squad. That is how you get your spot right there. And uh, that being said, I really think that Lagos can earn his spot right there because all right. Uh, like I was gonna say before, I would replace Junior with him, not because Junior is fun; he's a bad player because he's arguably our faster, one of our best players on the team, but because his style of play is one hundred percent full throttle all the time, trying to get outside of the offside trap, getting that through ball in, and trying to get use his speed to beat him. That takes one hundred percent sprint, and so to do that against LA Galaxy two. And then ask him to do that again five days later. It, it is it is a tough it's a I'm tough sell. To so the, that, so that's it. what I'm saying. Like that's the only reason why I would replace somebody like that. So but, then but the then, then you get you then you get some extra rest for him. You get some extra minutes for Lagos. You get some extra uh, you know extra exposure to him. For the first team players, like I, I think that this could, all this could be all. We, we don't even know if Lago is gonna be in that starting position. For all we know, it's gonna be Santi Moore who's gonna put in that position. For all we know, we, Santi Moore. First of all, Santi Moore in my book is starting against Galaxy. That's that's in my book. In whose position? Aguinagas. I'm sorry to say, I fucking love Aguinaga. Jose, I fucking love you, bro. But I just think that's what it is. Okay, so your midfielder is going to be Bacaro. Yeah. Um, Santi Moore and and uh, Jordan. Or are you going with Lambert? Yeah, I'm going with Lambert. Like, Jordan, he's a great player. He fucking blew everyone away in the preseason and everything. But he's got to earn his way onto the... I feel like Jordan's probably going to be the starter. And he he like he'll earn his way on 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 the way. No, I feel like he's eventually starting this weekend. You would start him over Lambert. It depends. I feel like Lamb. I feel like Jordan has that. Lambert fight. led the league in interceptions last year. He is the best midfielder we have in terms of defensive interceptions. Okay, he has got a mind for that. Like you can't replace Lambert. With Jordan right off the bat. You don't know that. Did you not just hear what we were talking about? Practice. We're talking about practice. Not the game. Not the game. Not last season. We're talking about practice. (laughs) 
All right. So I, all I'm saying Jordan, is, I, I fucking love Jordan. I loved him during the preseason. I, I loved getting to know him. We actually interviewed him for Arizona Deportiva before the season started. He had nothing but great things to say. I fucking love the guy. Okay. But I'm not gonna bench right, Lambert we'll over him. We'll see. I'm not gonna bench we'll Lambert see. over him. So we'll see. that's just it. Just because you make Jamaica's team doesn't mean you get to just start every game. You're not royalty here. Everyone, it's who's talking about that one team. We rise as one. All right, all right. So, other than that, all right. First of all, where does Jordan play? Because I don't even know. He plays defensive midfielder. No, what country? George, he's American fool. Oh, how many caps does he have for America? First of all, why would you want to make America's team for the pride of losing? I mean that you said it, not me. I mean, <laughs> I'm what, sorry. What, what, what other country is Jordan gonna gonna play for? Well, I don't know. No, uh, so I mean, I can play for if, both. If, if, the United States if you're gonna thinking. if you're gonna bring in uh, if you're gonna bring in caps, like all right, yeah, he's played for Jamaica. So where has Jordan played? I don't know. Whatever team he came from before you. <laughs> uh, so there you go. You don't you don't have shit to say. Okay, so just because you played for, no, it's not just because you're the one that brought it up. But then, what are you? What's your point? My point, like you brought up countries, all right. So like you're saying that that playing for Jamaica doesn't mean anything. Where has Jordan played? Doesn't matter. Doesn't mean anything. I just said it. If it doesn't matter that he played for Jamaica. Because you're going to earn your spot. It doesn't matter where Jordan played. You're going to earn your spot whether you played for Jamaica or you didn't play for so Jamaica. Whether you played for the States or you didn't play for the States. It doesn't matter that they represent their country. It matters in a different aspect, but not in the aspect of who's going to start. That's what I'm saying. You don't just get to start because you you, you played for your for a country. No, I didn't say because you played but for the country. You're the, I'm, one, you're the no, one that brought it up. What I said what that I because he led the no, league in interceptions. And I know, but that doesn't, what I'm saying, what I'm bringing, when I bring up the country is that just because you start from your country or you play for your country or just because you led the league doesn't mean anything. Doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. And if he wins the spot, inch, mile, you know, centimeter, whatever he won. Yeah, so. and you know what? We'll see it. We'll see, we'll see that play out throughout the season. And, and, I, and throughout, you know, throughout the season, he's got. I have almost a hundred percent feeling he's gonna start first game. <laughs> this motherfucker. <sighs> All right. No, I'm not gonna bet on it. God damn it! <laughs> Why you gotta take the fun away? Like I. That that was that was literally what I what I need to what I need to get through this day, because fucking Barcelona did not get me through. That's why I'm not gonna feed your addiction. Well, you know what? Everybody that roots for Barcelona, fuck you guys. Well, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't say eat it, so I'm just uh. Uh-uh. All right. Well, okay. Well, let's just go ahead and skip ahead. Like, regardless of who's starting, regardless of who's playing, regardless of whatever, we're assuming Phoenix Rising is going to take the first four games easily, right? Galaxy 2, we're going to take both games against OC, and we're going to beat El Paso. Yeah. And then who do we play next? Then after that is that game against New Mexico. 
Dude, I, I literally just want to drive to New Mexico just and to like, be outside their stadium. Well, that, no, that was the question that we were going to go because as Arizona Deportiva and as Ticks and Kicks, mm-hmm. we're going to request to be part of that game as media. Yeah. We're going to request to be fair, on that we field. We try to be media for every one of these We're going to go like, that's what we're going to do, Lucy. That's what I was explaining to you. Okay. But we're going to try to be on the field right there. Because to this day, whether we like it or not, whether we were the best team, whether we were not the best team, whether they deserved it, whether or not, whether we had the biggest fans, whether they got the biggest fans, no matter what, what you gonna say? we have yet to beat New Mexico. And that's just, you know what? That's just the bottom line. That's it. Because Stone Cold said so. That's it. Yep. That's pretty much what it is. And right. God damn it. Well. I'm uh, I'm not glad that we only played him once this year. I wish we would have played him twice so we can. No, no, you know what? That's better. That's better. And you know what? You know what's even better, Lucio? I hope this game ends in a tie. Because I would rather have our first victory be them in the postseason. Wow. I don't. I don't know. I, I just. I just. I just if like being dramatic. I like being dramatic like that. They have a harder squad than we do. They got. Um, the Monarchs, who, I mean, even... I'm, they got the rest of the four corners, so... They got the Monarchs, the, 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 they got That was the Springs. last question that, you know what, let's just get right to it. That was the last question that I had for you right here. Is that, how do you feel about being left out of the four corners cup? Uh, I don't feel like... I, I don't feel in a particular way about it, honestly. Um, the four corners cup is a great cup. Uh, who won it last year? It was uh, Monarchs, right? It's like they won everything ever. So they, they kind of <laughs> won everything last year. Uh, I mean, it's not that I don't don't want it. Obviously, we do, uh, but it, it's just an unfair advantage this year. It's it's because we're not playing them. We're not playing. Well, it doesn't necessarily end. I mean, it gets suspended for this year. But. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. I mean, like they can play it if they want. We can just lose out on this one. But you know, you're how are you gonna feel about yourself saying you didn't really beat Phoenix Rising? You know what I mean? Yeah. So so it's gonna like, be like if ever there was an asterisk on something, if they did, if they do decide, because honestly, I wouldn't crown a champion this year. But you know, it's, it's not, not it's not about it's us. not a three it's not it's, a three corners champion four corner. But and that's the thing. I feel like they shouldn't. But you know what? It's it all depends on everyone who's collabed on it and done yeah, it. Yeah, and if they want to do it, then yeah, you know, go ahead and crown an asterisk. Crown base. your asterisk champion. So it's it's just one of those things that um, I don't particularly. At this point, it doesn't really matter because it is a supporters' trophy, meaning that it was created by the supporters of each one of those teams. So it's not a recognition of anything the league has to say about it. It's just kind of our thing, and it's only played by four teams. So it's not really like any other team is involved in this, except for the four teams that are in the corners, which is the four. That's why it's called the Four Corners Cup, and um, it's just one of those things. We 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 can. Yeah. Uh, we we can this we can crown next year when we get back to full for full season, uh, but it's just this at this point it's like what what are you gonna crown them and just be an illegitimate like win? Yeah, so, so so we'll we'll see where where all that lands and uh, you know what we actually asked, um, I personally asked Rick Chance this question in 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 this uh, news conference that we just had, and I asked him. Was there any kind of disappointment being left out of this cup? And he answered honestly, like, you know what? This is this is a very important tradition, but it's a tradition more for the fans 
And to be fair, that's true because mm-hmm. the fans made up this trophy. Exactly. It's more. That's the, what I mean. the, it's more for the us. The league, the league acknowledged it last year, but it's it's more for the fans. And and because we got kind of left out, then sure, there's gonna be no official but the, champion. But the bigger, it, does, it doesn't matter who. The bigger the 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 the, it, the bigger the cup gets, or the more we do it, and we make sure that we crown somebody. Or even if we don't crown it this year, but we make sure that we we restart it next year. It has to be restarted, or or we can even do the Ashton and just be like, you know what? Fine, someone's crowned, fuck it, whatever, so that we can keep the crowning every year. With even with yeah. the Ashton, we can All keep right. the crowning every year. Keep going. But the thing is, it, it raises popularity, it raises awareness to to that cup, especially within the supporters of this of these particular groups, and it makes it kind of more involved for the fans in the sense that the fans have something to look forward to when it comes to that cup particularly. And then we'll see you next year. Let's see what happens there. And it's, it's because the real, <laughs> the only real rivals in that for us, the only two that I'm ever really concerned about is the Monarchs and New Mexico. And New Mexico only because for whatever reason, New Mexico comes in thinking that they're big dicks and fucking come in talking shit to the league and they fucking, we don't beat them. And we're the strongest team in the fucking West. We're the strongest technically team in the whole fucking the con in both conferences, and then we don't fucking beat them. That's the biggest disappointment of this whole fucking thing that pissed me the fuck off. Is that we don't beat them yet they beat us once in this open cup. That yeah, everyone's like, oh, the Concacaf, oh, whatever. And so it's like you know everyone's fucking sitting here all salty and shit. I don't give a fuck about that cup. Fuck it. Fuck that cup. But Lucio, you have to just acknowledge the fact. It doesn't matter what cup. It doesn't matter what league. It doesn't matter cup. what what, what circumstances. We have yet to beat them. That's it. That's the bottom line. Fuck that cup. Yeah. That cup don't mean you, shit You to can me. tell me devil's out of K. You, you know, elite play, league, whatever. You can tell me whatever it is. League's more important. We, even if it is, we have yet to beat them in the league. We have yet to have beat yet to New Mexico. us in the league. We have yet to beat New Mexico. That's the they thing. They have yet to beat us in the that, league. That, 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 that is the only thing that it is. All right. Last question before we sign off, Lucio. Right here that I want to talk about. Is that, yeah, we do got that game against LA Galaxy. The two games against OC, which we're going off on, like, we're going to win. Mm-hmm. Of course, Locomotive, we're mm-hmm. going to play against them in El Paso. I don't I don't really see a lot of uh, true competition there, as mm-hmm. it were. Then we're going to go on a two-week road trip. We're going to go against New Mexico. Mm-hmm. At New Mexico. And then we're going to go against Galaxy in Los Angeles. Coming back August 15th against San Diego. Okay. That is after. First game against San Diego. That is after any any current, as the time of recording right now on July 8th, that is after any current mandate that crowds can get together. That okay. is August 15th. So that is over a month away. I'll tell you and this then much. we'll we'll see. Like I don't I don't know what kind of what kind of crowds with it, but you know what? I'm not even gonna get to it right now. All right, because let's say they just for the fuck of it, just say you know what? Let's just hold off on it. Okay. Right. Okay. After that, San Diego game at home against the loyal, we got three away games: the 22nd against Las Vegas, the 29th against Reno, and. The September 5th, again, against Las Vegas. Next game home after that is September 11th against Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. That is quite a ways away. Imagine 
Well, what's going, the last home game before that? Before that is against San Di- against San Diego. And that's three August, weeks. August fifteenth. So that's about three weeks from three weeks from that. And if you, and it's if, like a month away. So like let's say like let's just say because that is one game out of six. Mm-hmm. One game out of six that is at home because after the El Paso game on August first, it is away New Mexico, away Galaxy. At home, San Diego, but away Las Vegas, away Reno, and away Las Vegas, and then we'll receive them again. So that is almost two months, if you do not count that San Diego game at home. If we just disregard that, we don't worry about that game. We don't we don't try to push anything because that's only one game in the span of two months. Imagine going from zero fans... To some miracle where in September 11th, we got 7,000 Phoenix Rising fans screaming at home against Las Vegas. What is your question? I'm not saying that's a given. What is the question? I'm, I'm not saying. No, just how would that feel? I mean, uh, what, how would that feel like going? What the go, fuck do you want me to answer? You want me to be like it's gonna be it's going gonna from fucking zero start. to hundred? No, it's gonna that be fucking it. great. That's, I want you to get fucking excited, Lucio. But that's that's not even sure for to be a possibility. We don't even know yet. First of all, September 11th is almost two months away. It's yeah. actually almost exactly. Okay, I mean, away. if you want to go that, yeah, we could all be dead by then, Lucio. If you no, want to go that no route, be dead. if you, if you want to go that route, we could all be We're fucking dead, be dead. All right, a asteroid can fucking hit the ground, but and my, we my, all fucking my die. Thing, my thing right? is, look, my thing is, look. When we get back to f- to having crowds at the stadium, which I honestly <laughs> doubt it's going to happen this year. I honestly just think that they're not it, even with priority, even with like. Oh, first prison tickets holders. Like, okay, cool. what the fuck are you going to do? Just separate people? What fucking vendors are going to have there? Who's the fuck's going to sell food? Who's going to want to go to a stadium and sell food for fucking 70 people, 80 people, 100 people, when you were selling to 7,000 plus? And who's going to want to fucking go to that? You, you're going to open your whole fucking thing to have fucking 20 people potentially maybe come to your fucking little stand. At most, it's just like it's, first of all, what, what are you gonna get from? You're gonna have the snack fucking bar open and the fucking the the clothing store or the fucking gift store. But my thing is, it's so much that I don't think they're gonna open the thing. If they're gonna play the rest of the season, basically closed doors or a limited amount of people, they're not gonna open this whole thing because there's not gonna be like you know the way things are going out here in the more political side, which we're not gonna get into, but. In the whole political atmosphere, I doubt they're going to open. If anything, they're trying to reclose. So why would why would we be open in September? So it's one of those things that I don't believe that that's going to happen. If it were to happen, that'd be some miracle. And yes, I would be fucking ecstatic. I will be the first one jumping up and down, ready to go watch the fucking game. We have season tickets. I'll be there or be squared. You know. <laughs> I know. Right. Well, thank you for answering my question because that was the question. If by some miracle where it would open. But now that you fucking poured the rain on everyone's parade, thank you for also answering that because that's probably what's going to happen. So, Lucio. You're welcome. Fuck you. <laughs> that's just it. You know, how do I get this fucking thing to work right here? You know what's coming to. Ah, ah, that's all on you, Lucio. Hate is going to hate. Whatever it is. Hate is going to hate. Fuck you. <laughs> all right, but no. In all seriousness, guys, 
I cannot wait for this Saturday, Lucio. Saturday, July 11th, we'll be able to be here. I'm excited. It's, it's, it's going to be live. We're going to be able to get some good pictures. We're going to get interviews with players. We're actually going to... Next week, we're actually going to get you actual information about sports and not just us bullshitting, Lucio. Well, that that is, is going to be great. Very biased no, you're not, Lucio. You, Lucio, you're not giving information. You're giving your own fucking cloudy fucking shit that's going on right here. I'm informative. I just... You... You you are a negative All right, whatever. person. That's what you are. You're a negative How person. How am I negative? People love you my are, character. You here, are okay? I don't think so, guys. You know what? Please reach out to us at sticks and kicks. Like sticks if you love kicks. if you love That's how I am, tell Lucio how much of a fucking dick he is. Sticks kicks one on Twitter. Tell Lucio he's a fucking dick. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, I'm not even going to go to that. All right, so uh, just closing off here, just want to let everyone know, stay safe, keep staying safe. I know everyone's doing their best they can. Um, uh, I don't know, to be fair, I don't know if there's still any protesting going on, but if there is, please protest safe. Um, if, you know, if we do happen to close back down, please uh, do your part in doing what, you're, what you need to do. Uh, wear your mask. I mean, obviously, it's a mandate, so wear the mask around. Do what you got to do. Uh, but at the end of the day, be safe and... and uh, and don't be, don't get yourself hurt or you know, infected. I guess <laughs> that's 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 pretty much it. That's that's all we can do is protect ourselves. Like Lucio said, be safe. If you if you're out in public, wear a mask. Let's just get through all this as quickly as possible. I mean, we miss as much as anybody. We miss going out to a sports bar and talking shit to a bunch of people that we don't know. Uh, so yes, please be outside, be safe, wear wear a mask. If not to protect yourself, to protect your family, whatever it is you do. And uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in here, at Sticks and Kicks. Please uh, continue to tune in. Next week we're gonna uh, we're gonna have more in depth interviews. We're gonna end up more in depth information about the Phoenix Rising after the Phoenix Rising comes back into the USL after the first victory. Against LA Victory uh, Because fuck LA And fuck all the ringers That they won't get to play That's pretty much all I have to say about that So Lucio Thank you so much for Being here with me today Thank you guys so much for tuning in We'll see you guys next time You're welcome Here on Sticks and Kicks <laughs>